cook it with juice. Oh. Do you have very, very fond memories of the cheese room where I was getting a lap dance off uh, Hannah and then some random hot Chinese girl joined in at the same time. What's the cheese room? It was like 80s bollocks. Oh, right. It was just like <laughs> in really, my mind, it was like, it was you know, like when you go to a cheese night. It was like fondue and night. cheese and yeah, like yeah, yeah. grapes I was and like, where, where the fuck is Amp going for cheese? I've got some brie and a lap dance. <laughs> it's not a bad shout, actually. That's a good idea for a oh, if it's just not a cheesy lap dance. Pouring <laughs> 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 hot cheese on you. Yeah. Oh no. Hot cheese. Oh. Covered it dripping all up various bits. You know the song pour some sugar on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just scalding hot fondue. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Phosphex Party. Dan's away, so I'm in charge. Uh, we've got hellos, hobby progress, we're going to go through new releases and then we're going to have a quick talk about the roadmap, the militia rules and then we're going to bounce. Events. Who went to an event? Dan did, went to Warhammer World. Dan's not fucking We went to the, the Defiance event for the Shrubs of War since the last website. Right, we're going to do events as well then. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was already on the, the, on the list. Did you not on the list? No, no, I didn't put it on the yeah. list. There it is now. There you go, right, sorted. So. so much we'll be doing hellos <laughs> we have been fucking around for an hour <laughs> yeah but most of that was talking about your LARP stuff that was yeah pretty much yeah. Like foreign language to me still, still I think you really go. enjoy LARP we only, I did consider it the only thing is is I've only got a finite amount of time that's true yeah. and me in a field dressed as a whatever with alcohol is probably not a good idea it's pretty much everyone in the field so you'd be fine yeah, you, yeah. Meet, you meet your prerequisites, white, beard. Old and fat. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find a diplomatic way. It's that white beard and rotund is normally like... That's the demographic thick. right there. Thick, she's thick, yeah. thick boy. It makes me laugh when someone was like, oh, did you see so-and-so at the weekend? Who? You know, the guy with the beard. Yeah, cool. That's 90% of the people. The only people on the field that don't have beards are the ones that can't grow beards. Or, or me. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I literally shave before I go inside. Yeah, that's because you wear your, uh, your mask. Your Otherwise, it's like Velcro. This is it. I, I think your outfit's wicked. I really do. Like, like the un unseen ninja. If I see that walking towards him, I'd be like that. I'll like break out my, my, my wizard AK. <laughs> one, of the first, one of the first things that happened at this event was some guy came to the gate. He's like, oh, I've come to speak to you. He's like, what, me specifically? Well, I got told to go speak to the guy with no face. You can't get more specific than that. Yeah, That's yeah. me. <laughs> my favourite thing was always going somewhere with you and people were like, holy fuck. Because I used to wear white face paint and when it was really hot, it would run. And at the system that we play... If you've got a white face, you're normally living. And people will be like, holy shit, it's a wraith, because wraiths wear the same masks as Finn, and a lich. And I'm just like, no, I just want to go to the bank and have a sit down. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my way. 
No, I think I, I, didn't, I did LARPing with regards to like, there was it Vampire the Masquerade? Yeah. We, we used to do that in the pub, and basically, I, I think I've probably told about, talked about this before, but I used to play a Malkavian, I think it was. And um, that was always good fun. So one side of it was me, as in me, and then the other side was a Space Marine chaplain. <laughs> oh, we would be telling you about this. Every so often, it's going to the Thunderhawk! And like, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I wish yeah. there was a vampire game now, but I spoke, because when me and Lil moved here, she wanted to do vampire. Mm. And I reached out to the guys who used to run it, and one of them was like, basically, one dude ruined it for everyone. He yeah. was like the biggest, most horrific sex pest, and just kept stalking the women that showed up. Yeah. So they just dissolved Oof. it and were like, we can't. So I was like, oh, that's, that's a huge shame, because there are, I think there's quite a lot of people that would play vampire. I, I've still got all the books upstairs, I've got the werewolf stuff as well, and I've got loads. Well, this motherfucker's been playing Vampire the Masquerade on the, D, on the DL, after years of saying he wouldn't, he wouldn't play it if I ran it. Well, he just doesn't like you running it, so yeah, you know. To be fair, it's probably not run the same way that you would run it. You're currently, my, you're, the current game of Dark Heresy is currently running you through what is essentially the Appalachian Mountains full of demons. Yeah. You're coping fine. Mm. <laughs> you say I'm coping and me actually coping are maybe two different things. Well, if I talk like this, do you get PTSD? No, I just start feel like I'm going to start mimicking your accent because yeah. my character's from that game, they've got to work. Fucking Steph did it the other night and he made me laugh so much. Well... That was impolite. Yeah, <laughs> he starts doing this accent, and my guy, my guy, I, I start talking to him, but I'm thinking, well, my character's from like a backwater world just like this, so I kind of start repeating it. Yeah. And it's just, oh, shut up! So we want to do proper hellos, aren't we? Yeah, yes. yeah cool. Hello, I'm Ross. I'm de facto Dan. Hello, I am Spin. And bringing up the rear for half an hour is <laughs> Ant or Anton. We are in my gaff today, surrounded by titans, schools, and a giant crochet snail, which is yeah, very cool. Which is very cool. A random warhound titan, just another bit just because I can. Yeah. yeah so we've, we've, and I'm looking. At I do it. like the fact you've got a manacle of titans kind of spread around your downstairs area. Yeah, one one needs recovery though. So yeah. you've got a reaver, a couple of warhounds. Thing is, I'm such a nerd that if that was mine, I'd walk in every morning and be like, hurt engine kill. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I, I was watching a video on YouTube of a person painting an AT Titan and he dropped it. Yeah. And it broke. And he, he, at the fucking top of his lungs, screamed engine kill. And it's like 3 a.m. in the morning and Lil was asleep next to me. And it shocked me so much. I had one earphone in. It shocked me so much that I flinched through my phone and elbowed Lil. <laughs> but she heard it and was like, what's an engine kill? And I was like, shit. <laughs> now I have to explain. So I explained to her, because she knows what Titans are, because yeah, yeah. we've listened to the first, her, first four or five heresy books. Yeah. She's obviously seen them and stuff like that. She was like, are there any good books about Titans? I was like, yeah, we're not there yet. No. Calm down. So... But yeah, three three o'clock in the morning, trying to explain to your still half asleep fiance what a, what an engine kill is. I should have just said go to sleep. Why well, do you say in that? I was half asleep the other day, and I kind of dozed off and then woke up, and I was having dreams about um, um, programming languages, and it was all to do with um, sexual stuff, to do with, and or if statements. 
All right. And so like, if it, if it did this, you did that. If you did this, you did that. You know, it's like it was. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit crude and rude. And uh, I, I was just laughing at it. So I thought she was like, "What the fuck are you going on about?" I was like, "I've sussed it. I've sussed it. I know what to do. Figure out my code. <laughs> I've worked it out." She's like, "What are you?" Yeah, that was a very bizarre um, dream. But there you go. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, we're my place. Well, right. So um, I think it's one of the seldom times we've recorded away. It's an away match. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since we've recorded away. I think the last time we recorded away was at your place. Yeah, we used to. Oh, when Will was with yeah, us. Yeah, we, yeah, had, we had about. Will and Lee. Yeah, yeah. Like episode that, three or something. I was going to say, that's yeah. a long time and ago. Then did, and then we did with the COVID files where we did it remotely. Yeah. And I fell asleep to, when you guys were talking about Blood Angels. Yeah, Blood Angels. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are boring <laughs> as fuck. It's like, mm. <laughs> So, hobby progress? Oh, we all, we all suppose we've got some weights on there, something kind of a little bit, yeah. So, spins, you want to go? I'm trying to think of what I might have done since then. I might have to have a look at the old. Um, well, it's been what, a couple of months now, isn't it? It's been a couple of months. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff. I'm sure I've built some bits and pieces. So, I think since the last time I built um, like one and a half rhinos, um, I built the uh, the first Dynamos rhino, and I've also added a. Uh, an upgrade kit from Zinge Industries. Oh, the old Make, school rails. Yeah, that yeah. gives it kind of a lot of that road trader feel to it, which is quite cool. I'm doing that to both of those in my army. Um, on that, <coughs> I could never work out what are those boxes that go on the back. They're like stowage. Yeah, I yeah, it's still really weird. Yeah. yeah. I just assume it's full of ammo and stuff like that. Think, you know, right, so this is... like full of rations. This so. is a tiny tangent, but I've recently been watching a lot of night shift videos on YouTube. He's a, he's a um, he paints like Second World War World tanks. Oh, okay. But it's like he'll find a reference picture and then he'll paint that tank. Oh. And I watched a video where it was just forty five minutes of him building stowage. So he like he had a bunch of stowage from different places and then he rolled out some green stuff and yeah. it was just the, he like walked you through the thought process of where different bits of stowage went and it immediately made so much sense like where all these different bits of storage would go and you just saying that and thinking back to the old school like the old rhino kit where you just stuck them on the back <laughs> it's like maybe there's I don't know you know that the, the road flares yeah imagine a marine just waving a road flare <laughs> there's, there's a techery in the distance who's just like fuck's sake can't take these guys anywhere like raving in the back of the van or whatever Oh, definitely, like angrier marines would definitely be like <laughs> with the fucking road flares. <laughs> so you've stuck one and a half rhinos together. Yeah, basically, in terms of that, so uh, I'm trying to think back if, if there's anything else I've been working on. Um, I feel like I've done other bits, but you've definitely painted some spoons. Did you, did you do destroyers or some? No, that was before. I think we'd done that before. I've done that previously, but I have built pretty much the entirety of a destroyer squad. But I don't think that's since last time. Okay. I think to honestly, I've been that busy because I've uh, been on holiday. Like when we were in Scotland, LARPing events have started up again, and just like May's been a mental month because brother's birthday and the 40th and whatnot. Yeah. So I've not really been doing a great deal, but I've been doing all bits and pieces. Oh, uh, I did put together, I finished putting together Keith's Moratat. Uh, that oh, I the for him. Yeah, so I need, to, I need to give that to Keith. Um, about all I can remember doing. I think I put together, sorted out all my uh, bolt action bits and pieces. I don't know if I've done that since we last recorded or not. 
Was that only paratroopers? No, it was the... Um, Not the Germans? Yeah, some of the German mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, the, only, the only thing I've done is more recently is had another go at painting, well as Ross says I painted some cutlery. Uh, for the for the blog post, I thought that blog post where you put down like the like the what is it the mangus the, the man, Gundam the Gundam spirit box. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Is that funny. real or is that a meme? I don't know. I mean, it's got that. So I took that picture from a blog post. It's got an actual sprue with a spoon attached to the sprue and some bits and pieces. I don't think it's genuine. I think it was done yeah. as, yeah. A, like as a as a joke. But yeah. it's a, 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 like they've taken it as far as like making it. Uh, a kit, essentially, like the yeah. Gundam kits are. I want it to be real. I want Japan to be so <laughs> weird that you can buy a <laughs> spoon. spoon. See, I, it, I thought that was so fucking funny. But, that, but that's where, like I said in the article, that's where I got that original inspiration from. But actually, it worked out quite well for me because, as a result, I ended up moving on to paint another test model uh, for my Nemesis chapter. Well um, and quite pleased with it, but I think <coughs> this time I just... I did it for the sake of trying to see if that one of those blues I'd done on the spoons was going to look good on the model, and and then just carried on painting and got so, it like up to a, like a near finished standard. So I've got a better idea of what the whole model will look like yeah, rather yeah. than the uh, the ver I think the earlier versions I did because I was trying to use like a mix of techniques in terms of like the black I did like Dan's Raven Guard and then I did the sponge effect yeah. of the stuff on top of it and it just didn't work. So this time I went with a flat black, bit of edge highlighting, put the spongy stuff on. May have messed that up a little bit, but I can sort that out. You know, now I know. Did that. you? I shared a post with you from a Startes console on Instagram. He's doing Nemesis as well. Nemesis are popular as fuck. Yeah, they, they've, become, they've become super like, popular. They've come out no, because fucking Tom from Merchant Printing yeah. is doing them. I've seen three or four people on all over the Instagram place, who are like, "I'm doing Nemesis." But no, I shared it to you because he'd done the armour like a very dark grey. Yeah, it's like a German, I think he went from yeah. like a German grey, didn't he? I'm not quite a fan of that. I quite like the 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 real flat the black. black. Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit, it's the one that, I can't remember the name of the, the guy on Instagram that you uh, copied your destroyers from. Three plus. Three That's plus it, names. yeah. His, his stuff looks awesome. But I kind of wanted a mix of that, but then... Um, I've added in some like, metallic chips, but I think I used the wrong metallic on it, so it's not very obvious. Yeah. So I'm gonna, and, and I think I just faff, spaffed up the the sponging a little bit. But at the end of the day, it was just the idea to get what the an idea of what the, the whole model would look like with a bit of weathering on it, uh, a bit of sponging on it, get the eyes painted in and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what, for for the sake of tabletop and getting an army smashed out, that that might do the job. So. It's good. I'm I quite like, pleased with it. What I like about it is how you've done the weathering, like you like you watered down some brown or something for the joints. Yes, but, but that's the same guy who did who does that, doesn't he? Uh, this so plus guy. Do you remember my destroyers that I did for the doubles? Mm. So I found there's a guy on Instagram called Three Plus Painting, and he he's doing is, Charm of God or something like that. Isn't he's he? doing Charm of God. He's part of a group of people who are doing this war for the false Primarch. It's like a throwaway in one of the Imperial Armor books, and they've basically grabbed it and made it. Uh, almost like a second of Badab War. It's really interesting what they're doing. There's loads of different creators doing it. But he painted Charnel Guard, which are like black and very dark. They're like an offshoot of Blood Angels? Yeah, they're a Blood Angels successor. And I, messaged, I, I commented, I was like, the black's really, really nice. How did you do it? Expecting it to be like some long-ass convoluted, you need an airbrush or whatever. Hmm. He comes back and he's like, right, undercoat it, pr well, prime it, Chaos Black, or Vallejo Black. He used Vallejo, I used Chaos Black. 
or Abaddon Black now. Eshin Grey, uh, sorry. Um, yeah, Eshin Grey highlight. Eshin Grey line highlight. It's like a, you know, the reddy brown brown, not Vestigal brown, but. Uh, oh, Mournfang brown. Mournfang brown. Yeah. Really, really light Mournfang brown wash, recess wash. And then you basically mix black and blood for the blood god on a sp and then sponge it on, and that's what gives the armor depth. You know this, looks... this burnt look I keep yeah, talking yeah. about. That's where I got that inspiration from. But I think because I tried to apply that burnt technique onto Dan's clean yeah, Raven Guard technique the first time, it, it didn't work. work. No. Uh, so it looked it, it became a bit of a mess, and then I did a wash over. I did an oil wash over it as well, and that messed it all up completely. Because I was trying to mix different techniques that I'd seen on different things. This time I was like, you know what, I'm going to keep it simple, flat black, bit of edge highlighting of which I'll use a different, I'll use the Eshing Grey this time. What might work time. for you is, you know, the AK, AK Interactive Streaking Grime? Yeah, I've got some of that, I've not give, used that. Give that a go, because you, you don't have to varnish to use it. Slap it on, wait about 10-15 minutes, and then, I know you're in the same chat as Will, and he recommended the makeup removers. Mm. I've got some of them, they're really fucking yeah. good. Because they've got like, um, they haven't got a sharp point, but they've got a tip. But they also they also don't uh, fray. No, like they're a, foam. Like an they're like a soft foam. Because um, I I tried it out on some of the train for club, and it's really, really good. The, the streaking grime, if you leave it on long enough, it slightly discolors the flat, but you take it off, and where you leave it on, Gives a really nice grimy depth to it. I might just try that on that test model because that's that's not going to be used in the army. So I might just give it a go to practice on that. You've got that, that floral stuff as well, haven't you? I got the floral floro washer, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. floral. Yeah. yeah. Ollie swears by that. Yeah, that's why I picked up a few of them because Dan yeah. swears on both because they're not. They don't need. You don't need uh, basically white spirits or anything like that yeah. to clean them off or anything. Well, I was surprised that you didn't for the AK stuff. Because all the AK yeah. stuff is water-based. Yeah, so that's why I picked some of that up. Like the oils worked great on the errants because mm -hmm. it gave it on the errants it, it helped kind of create a it kind of stained the grey mm. to the kind of the, the shade that I wanted. So it worked really well for that. But it was all Mark Six. So it was a lot of flat panels, a lot of smooth shapes. So it created a lot of definition that you don't normally. Whereas like Mark Four, which is what most of the army is going to be in the Ultramarines, yeah. they've got more details for you to kind of pick out like recesses and stuff like that. I think the AK would look really good around the bonding studs as well. Yeah. That's, it would really bed the bonding studs. That's the, the yeah, I might give that a go then. Uh, so it looks. Yeah, I think that's pretty much me at the moment. I'm sure I've done some other bits of piece I've just forgotten. Yeah, but the thing is though, considering you was in one of your blog posts you were like kind of lo not losing the world to live, but you were like struggling to kind of like start and now you've now you've kind of you've, you've well I knew this was always going to be the case I needed to get that point where I was like I'm happy with that mm. I'm happy with that combination of the blue and the combination of the black all that that fit now I've got that down I can now essentially try and basically batch paint the lot I mean the, the tactical marines I've built ages ago undercoated them ages ago they've been sat on sticks shoulder pads are on sticks the only thing I need to decide now is whether for the tactical marines I do blue on both shoulders or whether I just do it on one because the destroyers are going to be black shoulder pads with a blue symbol, but I don't know whether to do it on ultramarines have both shoulder pads. I think traditionally they're meant to be both. I would go both personally. Because then you get the, the, the white the tacticals in the destroyer company. Yeah, I'd, I'd go both. Yeah. So both blue. Yeah. That's what I was, and then the destroyers are going, going to be. You're going to do the backpacks blue or the backpacks black. Black. The only thing that be blue is the is the shoulder pads. That's it. Get, Maybe do, the um, helmet on the sergeant. Mm. Well, I'd give the sergeant white helmet. 
Really? Yeah. Why, 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 why blue knee pads? Because it will contrast so nicely against the black. Yeah. Or put a white stripe down his... Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Or do it so it's like um, I was thinking about doing one of them as red. Yeah. Sons of Ara. No, censored. Oh, the censored, yeah. Yeah, so just what, have one of the sort of tactical sergeants as a censored. Or even the breach one, actually, that would make more sense. Because they're all running around with Orkites. Oh, the big tube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think even though it's, like you say, it's just one model, but it's a test model. So you've had a good faff around with it. You've obviously picked up where you want to improve and do it better for next time. I think it looks spot on. I think it's, it really, does I think it's really good because it's because I know it's kind of been like you're in a turmoil of kind of how are you going to do it. Da, 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 it's it's basically stopped me doing anything else, and I kind of got to the point where it's like you know what, I'm just going to start. I think you mentioned this in one of your articles about uh, Ross about like the the whole slow growth thing. You know, was a great idea, but I think because. Dan, because he was going to the event, ended up smashing out just all of his army and plus more. And you've got, because you get bored of waiting for anyone, you just cracked on with all your stuff, because you, as you would do, like, so how you do things. Well, I would say but as a result, it's, it's like I'm, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm in that mood, when, yeah. I'm kind of like, when I've got the enthusiasm, just crack on with it. Well, yeah. Whereas I think I've had a similar mindset to Ross in that I felt like I've kind of got so far behind that it's now like a daunting task to catch up. And I feel like I was letting the side down by not doing anything. Well, then the thing is, though, it's not necessarily a daunting task. It's, it's you know, it's like, not not to give you excuses or anything like that, but if you've got shit going on, like, we all have lives, you know, like, you've got your wedding, you've got work, I've got fucking GC, Dan's got work and his kids, etc. You know what I mean? We all have our own kind of, our own lives to kind of, like, do and sort shit out. But it's kind of... When when you, when you're in the mood, when you're in the groove, it's like I'm itching to pick up a paintbrush this week because I've got three I've got three days off work because I've got Isla this week. So today was like Operation Right. Let's make the house look less of a shithole, and then tomorrow will be right. Okay, let's find the BC sniper in the fucking garden, <laughs> and then Friday will be either UK Games Expo or painting stuff and like Friday. You know, means never going on Sunday. Joe's uh, there on Friday. Uh, Maybe soon, soon. I don't know. Well, don't, but yeah, tell me. But it's, but it's like when it comes down to like, like you know, with you and your, with you and your bits, which you're talking about in the set. It's like once you get going, that's it. There's mm. no, there's no, there's no breaks on the house. It's, it's getting rolling. I think because yeah. obviously in my article I talk about how I, the realization that Dan had finished, you'd nearly finished. I'm, and it was like nearly, but I'm. I mean, you've got you've got like you've got a very points. large. You, you, you're more than five hundred <laughs> points beyond yeah. where we oh, got yeah, to. Yeah. You know and what I mean? I think because I, I was talking over it with Lil, and I was like, I don't really know what to do. Like, it's causing more stress on top of everything else because I'm. I feel like I'm letting the side down. Mm. And I was like, Dan had finished before I don't even finished buying Myrmidons because mm. they're expensive. Yeah. And then I was like, but if Dan's finished. It doesn't matter if I do 500 points because yep. he's finished. Yeah. So he's not waiting on me to do my my two HQ, my two troops and a, a H, HQ because he's finished. So I was just like, oh well, the Thalax are pissing me off, so they're going to go in the corner and I'll paint the Myrmidons, which is what I'm interested in, which is what I'm doing. Mm. Which is what a lot of you are always themed around, isn't it? Well, well, I'm, you're, you're I'm wearing Myrmidax, so like. So how many squads of these things have you got there? Four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've got two six-man se- um, secutors. 
One six-man destroyer and one three-man destroyer. The three-man destroyer's got sea beamers, so that's going to be real funny. It's got what? Conversion beamers. So, yeah. Which cause blind, don't they? Yeah. Which is why everyone's getting excited I took them for a meme. Oh, no, yeah. I think that's the thing. That's why they've become so popular. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not because of the actually any good in terms of the what killing power. It's like but they cause a blind test, which can really screw you. Whatever. Is that leadership test, I think. Yeah, yeah leadership. Is it is it an initiative? Initiative, test. initiative test. If you fail, you're like weapon skill one, initiative one. So it's like a marine on a five or a six. Your weapon skill, plus yeah. skill one. Whenever anyone, I listen to quite a few different podcasts, and they're always like, "Oh yeah, sea beamers, sea beamers," and I always remember the Blade Runner quote, and it's like sea beamers glittering off the. Shoulder of Orion and all that, and I'm always like, ah, fuck it. If I have, a, if I have, a, I don't want a sea beam predator because that's a big investment for a meme. But like three myrmidons is funny. I pop them in the corner. They'll shoot probably twice the entire game, and even if they hug the Thanatar because the Thanatar makes them scoring, whatever. But we'll get to me in a minute. What have you been doing? Well. I don't know, I remember where we got to. I think I did all my tactical marines. So, past ant gave future ant a bit of a nightmare where I decided to paint 42 marines because I just thought, let's just get them all out of the way. So, I've done all my tacticals. So, I've now got four 18 man squads. No, six, no, sorry, 16. So, I've got four 16 man squads. Two. Eight-man squads of tactical support, one with Volkite, one with Warpfire. Um, Warpfire's plasma, plasma, right? Yeah. Plasma, but it doesn't get hot. Yeah. Causes pinning, but it's only strength seven. Yeah. Um, so it's still six. So, Normal It's still yeah. wounds, still wounds on two, regardless. Is special plasma? Special, so yeah, I've, so I've done all my kind of my meat and potatoes, but I based them, magnetised them, so they're basically good to go. And that was a bit of a slog. And then I was, then I thought, well, I'll treat myself to doing the vehicle. So I picked up a second saber, picked up a cerebus, new name I can't pronounce. So <laughs> we'll get there. Watch this space. Um, and then I had the clever idea of breaking all the rules that I'd kind of set myself and I stuck the Spartan together from the Age of Darkness box set. So I thought if I'm doing the, the Spartan laser tank, I might as well do the Spartan at the same time. So I'm, so I'm doing those at the minute. So mm. the the metals, are, I've done the armour, I've done the, the red and the black, all that stuff. I've just basically got to do the metals and give it a wash and all this kind of stuff. And then once those three are done, then I'll wait for the Vindicators. So I've got to build them, paint them, but then I'll pick those up today. Yeah. So I'll have those sorted out by the end of this week, as in stuck together. So theoretically, they should be done rather rapidly. And yeah, that's it. But that's 30k wise, I've not done a massive amount because I've been working loads and all this. Mm. Um, I've been busy helping people out doing all sorts of stuff. Well, then. I've been doing um, 15, I, I did a test batch of 15 mil Napoleonic um, Germans, which were, um, I can't remember the proper name for them. Oh, the Prussians. Um, yeah, for the Black Powder thing. Yeah, the Black Powder. You, Keith and Yeah, they were doing that. So I did like, I did two strips of them, and they're fucking tiny. 
I need magnifying they glasses. They are very small. I need like these magnifying, you know, like, you get magnifying glassy things. Steph has a set. I think I need some. They're so funny. Because it's like... I tried them, I struggled actually. Yeah. I found them difficult to use. glasses. Well, yeah, that, hair, that would help, I think. Yeah. But uh, even with my glasses on, mm. I was struggling to see the detail on these well, things. Well, fucking Steph needs glasses and never wears them. Because really? he's a little bitch, yeah. But uh, he's got a, he's got one of those headsets, the magnifying headsets. Because when he was painting Gaz School, he posted a picture of him wearing it. Yeah. And uh, remember, like in like the eighties, you had like the in sci-fi films, scientists would have like the big head, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, he'd look up at the camera and have like huge eyes. Mm. It's, that's exactly what he looked like. Yeah. But but I was in I was in Hinkley the other week uh, last week actually with um, I nipped, nipped in to see Hyatt or whatever it was. And there's a like a a railway type shop, you yeah. know, sells trains and other shit that goes with it. And there was one in Inkley, they had something on the counter. I think they were about fifteen quid. So I might have a perusal slash have a look on Amazon and get them sorted. But yeah, apart from that, sort of done. You boys obviously sorted me out for my birthday, which I'm massively grateful for. So I've got more terrain that can fucking shake a stick at. Um, so yeah, I see that you got some Galvor back for your birthday as well. I did as yeah. well. Yeah, I got some Galvor back, so that's going to be making friends and influencing people. Um, <laughs> making you want to quit the game again. Well, the thing is, though, I, I'm going to use them in ZM for a fucking giggle. Yes. And just see what happens. We'll talk about Make the game again. <laughs> <laughs> well, then the thing is, though, I'm, I've, I was looking at my next themed list. So once I've done, because I'm doing the Dark Apostle or whatever it is, where basically you, the right of war, where you you choose a unit, and that's your sacrificial unit, and you've got to cause wounds on it every turn, otherwise right. you take a, uh, one of your random units takes a Perils of the Warp test. But now I was looking at the other right of war for the word bearers, which was the Serrated Sun. Oh, the, yeah, the Master so, Serrated Sun. And, and it's like, I've looked at that, I've gone, Because that's like Argyll Talon is his bros. Really, yeah. The thing is, though, you can take them all in drop pods. Yeah. But you can put um, Galvor back in um, Dreadclaws with Dreadclaws, Art and Assault. No. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, this yeah. is the. I was about to say, think back to that event. Yeah, no, no, no. Being no, that yeah, idea no. off immediately. And I, I got quite excited thinking that would be really good fun. And then I was just sat there and I was like, no, that'd be fucking bollocks. That would yeah, be. it but amazes me that they've only got one drop pod with an Assault rule. And it's like. It's, it's the heavy support choice. Huge. Yeah, it's bullshit. But yeah, um. No, so I've not really done massive amounts. I think the club's kind of taken up more time than I've expected. Yeah, you guys have been busy with club stuff. Mm. But apart from that, you know, I've done bits and bobs, you know, now that um, summer's here and the nights are longer, I can kind of, it's not as knackering doing what I'm doing, so it's, it's all right. But I've done a few bits and bobs, but not a huge amount. But then all I've got to do is, once I've done these tanks, I've got to still get hold of a naughty librarian Esoteric. That's the job. And um, either four apothecaries or four tech marines to bolt onto the tactical squads. And I was chatting with Keith about this today because I got a bit of a dilemma. Because if I put apothecaries in the tactical squads, he gives them a five up feel no pain or whatever it's called. Yep. But if you whack them onto an objective, you gives four them four up. Yeah, heart of the legion. Which is fucking chef's kiss. Or I can whack a, ta uh, a tech marine in there, and they all hit on twos with bolt guns. I'd go uh, honestly. I'd go apothecary. But what's their what's their objective? 
Oh, what's, what's the point of them? Yeah, I'm going to go like, you know, like, kill, kill, kill. No, no, <laughs> in terms of the way I'd see your tactical squad, they're they your boys that go and take the ground. Yeah, yeah. They, they're your they fast loggers that take the ground they, you know, and they want to stay there. And if you can make them a fort fill a pain, that will make them really annoying. Because you've got so many attacks anyway, you don't need to be hitting on yeah, the two plus. But the thing is, if you do fewer Belgium within 12 inches, rapid firing is, what is it, what did it work out? Four it's, shots. It's, it's 50, three shots. 50, 50, 52 shots per squad. Yeah, it's three shots per. Was it three? I thought it was four. Uh, fewer than Belgium gives you plus one, not double. Oh, it used to be double. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now it's, yeah. uh, so you get plus one to your shots at uh, fewer than Belgium. So you know I mean? So you get three shots. That, so basically it's 52 rounds coming in. Plus you can fury as a reaction as well. Yeah. yeah. As long as you've, Stayed still, so. Well, so, so the thing is, though, so I was a bit kind of mm, shala shana shala shana because I've got the. Oh, I need to do the Ashen Circle as well, actually. I actually think the Apothecaries fit the uh, Word Bearers better as well. But then I didn't Based realize the, that you can have four elites. Yeah. yeah. I thought you could only have three. No, you no, it's four. Because I was still yeah. thinking, like, oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 no, um, you've always been on top four. So, so if I jig my points around a little bit, I could have hitting on twos with a four up save. What's I, the, um, gonna, I don't know if you can attach both to a tactics, you can. can you? Yeah. I'm assuming so, I need to read it properly, properly, but I'm assuming you would be able to. What was the exemplary unit? That was an apothecary thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I can't... You're I, not really fine, I, I, I don't know if I've... I'm not, I've not really read it properly. It was weird. But it was all to do with, like, um, like blood sacrifice. Harvesting gene seeds. Yeah, and I was a bit magic. Like, I was a bit like... Mm. Magic. See, if it was me, I'd be putting the Tech Marines in the units that will benefit more from that. Like, for example, your Volkite squad, your uh, your Plasma squad, they're the ones where you're going to get the more value out of that, whereas your Tactical squad, yeah. Apothecary, keeps it on objectives, and then if anything goes near them, you've got 52 shots that you're going to be piling stuff. Whereas your Volkites, hit on two, is going to... It's more more hits to trigger the deflagrate. Yeah. Uh, your, pl point. your plasma, obviously you want them hitting on twos yeah. because that's going to be uh, into death love. Any heavy support stuff that you might have, that's where the tech marines I think would be better. See, I've got the only heavy support stuff I've got. I don't think I've got any actually. Cerberus. No, no so in terms of uh, infantry. Oh, infantry. I don't think I've got any. No, you're not got any heavy support no. squads, have you? But then, then you're relying on those two squads to do your work. Um, to do get the a, most out of them. Do a spot on meta chasing like Nickers and build yourself a culverin squad. Big, a big old the, block of Volkite culverins. What the heavy weapon yeah. culverins? I've got some. I've got some. I was going to do. Um, yeah, we all, we all picked up the weapon box, didn't we, when it first came out? Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know, I, I've, there's, there's, I've got a few options, but I want to kind of stick to this like 3k that I'm about to finish up. Got a few bits and bobs. Do be eight, I've got eight action circles, well I need to kind of halfway through sticking together. So I've got like all the, I've got, it's like the final throw of the dice if you know what I mean. So it's probably maybe two months away, realistically, because I've got to decal up the orbit tanks and then weather them. You know what I mean, that's no mean feat, that's mm. going to take a while. But, um, but after that, then it's like, Maybe Serrated Sun, maybe, I don't know, maybe on the breakthrough kind of everybody in Rhino's kind of scenario. Because ultimately I've got, what, 8, what's it, 32, I've got 64 tactical Marines. Yeah. So that's, even if I get 6 Rhinos, there's 10 man squads ready to go. Or chuck them in uh, Land Raiders. Because how many can Land Raiders? Can I tell what? Uh, 12. 12. 
Yeah, I think Man Rays are 10 Marines, but they've got a capacity of 12. Yeah. Yeah, It depends on whether the borders are dedicated transport or not. Well, the thing is, if I look at the old breakthrough list, you know, you can take Land Raiders or take Rhinos, trick them in fucking Rhinos, and then away we go. And then at least get some, like, super sexy shit going. Classic third edition Rhino Rush. Rhino Rush, man. Fucking jump out. Tank shock the shit out of everyone, and then just gun the fuckers down. Well, yeah, so I've, I've not done a massive amount, but it's been, it's been, it's, I'll have um, consistency as well. Yeah, I'll have like ebbs and flows of it. So sometimes I'm like, yeah, 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 let's do this, and then like, no, it's just chill out. But yeah, but the um, the boarding patrol, the boarding action terrain's going to keep me busy because there's a so nice, it's such fucking, nice terrain. There's fucking tons of it in that box, tons of it. I didn't realise how much there was. That's great. Well, yeah, so there you go, that's me. What about you, then, Monsieur Ross? So, I think when we last spoke, I built and undercoated my Thalax. Yeah. And my Magos. And the Adsaculari. They're still pretty much as they were, but I've since built nine Myrmidon Destructors, uh, six of which have Volkai Culverins, yeah. and three have the Conversion Beamers. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's currently really doing my head in is the little mechadendrite things they have mm. are really, really thin and wanky. They're a pain in the ass. <clears throat> like, I did them all in hot water and twisted them so that they were in interesting and not in the way shapes. Some of them have just gone straight back to their original shape, which is fucking dickhead. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to replace them. Looked on the Dragonforge store, couldn't see the cable packs anymore, so I dropped them a message. Yeah. Um, and they got back to me really quickly. Basically, at the minute, pewter is so expensive in the States that he can't afford to buy it because no one's willing to sell him uh, under a certain amount. Right, okay. And he was like, basically, like, it's too expensive for me to buy a shitload of pewter to make them. But if the price comes down, like... I'll make them again, kind of thing. Which is why I asked you about zinge. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm in two minds as to whether to use zinge or just make some cables myself. Um, you see, zinge I thought was really good. In fact, at some point, have a word with Dan because I gave him all my cables. All right. Oh yeah. So, you know, all my cables were zinge and all my like my pewter cables from. States as well. Ah, fair. So if you if you still wherever they are, you don't know where they are. Yeah, it'll be one of his hobby drawers. Yeah, just tap them up. And then I started painting the three destructors with C beams. So I got the metals done. Um, and then I got I basically got all the base coat on the robes ready. And then I was messing around with the armor shade today. Yeah. Not, well, not today, but more, more recently. Today mm. I was going to paint the cannons, but I didn't get around to it. Um, like I said in my article, I was mess- I-, I was trying to figure out how to differentiate the armour plates from like all the other technical gribbly bits on the models. Yeah. And I thought about using like a really dark red to tie them back to the Mechanicum, like weather it and chip mm-hmm. it away. And I've got, uh, from the olden days, when I used to collect Dark Angels, I've got a bunch of undercoated Mark Seven Marines. Mm-hmm. So I just hit one of them with the same silver, did the red on one of the shoulder pads, looked trash kind of was like because I was using the flesh terrors it kind of gave like a really murky candy coat and I was like it's it's in the right circumstance it would be alright but it's not what I want yeah 
uh, rummage through all my washes because I knew like something like Griffin Sepia and stuff like that isn't going to cut it because they're already on there mm. um, in the mix. And then I found a pot of uh, Cryptek Armor Shade from the Necron release years ago. Okay. I think it was back when Indomitus when they released Indomitus mm. they released like Necron Armor Shade, Canacoptek. Yeah, there was like, like three, silver three or four or different yeah. specific ones to the. Um, hit the marine with it gives it this really nice like dirty bronze colour so I was like yeah sick let's go put it on the panels chipped it back on the edges with just some um, slightly diluted lead belcher looks really good so like now I've and I've been writing everything down I stole a pack of cue cards from uh, Lil and I've been writing down like all my processes so I don't finish those I'm really happy with them and then come to the next six and be like what the fuck did I do for the metals or whatever so that's done I've that's why I did a full breakdown on my article yeah I saw that because I, I know full well if I don't do that then I am going to completely forget yeah. what, exactly what I used yeah, you, you get, get one of those little uh, I went to the cast I used to have a piece of station right? so you, there you go uh, that was a bad find the facts no, no, oh, like these little black book things, like, 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 like red black book. Or oh, yeah, the red yeah. books. Yeah, red, they're, yeah, they're brilliant. They're really good. Yeah. So I've, I've got like all my recipes. I've got them in one book now. See, yeah. I really like the idea of putting all the cue cards in the file facts, yeah. and then just like flicking through them on my because I'm, I'm, I'm weird. So I just use Google Drive. I just create a, um, I create a, uh, a sheet, Google sheet that I've got on the drive, and then I just write everything down. See, on Will there. said that, but I recently discovered OneNote is. Fucking wicked. What's OneNote? Seriously, when you get home, have, just type in OneNote. If you've got a Microsoft machine, it'll be on there. And it's... <laughs> That's an Apple. That's not something <laughs> you might find the Apple equivalent. But on, on Windows machine, this OneNote is, is fucking great. It's really, really, really good. Um, yeah, I've just ordered my second sort of lot of executors. Um, did a bit of a trade with Dan because he's got some for his riser. And I wanted the grab guns, which he's he's not used. Mm. So I he traded me some grab guns. So one unit is going to be three armed with grab guns, three armed with plasma, and the second six are all going to have the maximum bolt cannons because they're fucking five shots a piece. <laughs> it's like absolutely a abhorrent amount of weaponry. More than a heavy bowler, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're pretty tasty in combat as well. The, the Myrmidons, uh, for a while, I was like, oh, I don't think they're going to be very good because like they're they're a bit slow. Their armor save isn't very good. And then I was <laughs> flicking through the Mechanicus book because I think I was I think we were on the hobby chat and someone mm. asked a question about the Atropos. And as I was flicking through, I just happened to see that they all have conversion fields. And I was like, oh, they all got four of them, four of them vulnerable. That's fucking sick. That means they're not going to get deleted by whatever gun pig unit happens to be firing at them. Other than that, I think the only thing I've got... three wounds apiece as well? Three out of four, yeah. Was, was it toughness four or toughness five? I shall have a quick look. Um, I know under Myrmidax, they get better. It's, 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 it's like they like right a war. Oh. Basically, you, you're... Whoever you choose to be, like your Archmagos yeah, upgrade, yeah, yeah. then unlocks that variant. So, Myrmidon Secutors, movement 6, yeah. blister skill 5, strength 5, toughness 5, 4 wounds, initiative 3, attacks. He's got 6 of those in a unit. Leadership 8, 3 up save, but they've also got 
Uh, they're basically much better Space Marines. They're better than Terminators. Yeah, but six of them are 400 points. Yeah. Well, Terminator units are like 300 points. Just you know yeah. what? I need, to, I need to drop a Cerebrus or whatever it is and get a Typhon. And then the Destructors are blistered. I, I, I need a blaster. Fucking Typhon. Have you seen. Might um, have to change out the weapons or get a melt cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> printed metal cannons are quite popular yeah, these days. He's, the, um, he's, he's done the sea beam, Yeah, he's done two spring. different versions of the uh, grav cannon for the front. Like one has got like the tapered dick end. Yeah, and yeah. one's got like the Leviathan style to it, like the, the multi-barrel. Ah, oh, no, I've seen the tapered dick. It yeah. made me giggle because it's almost does it come circumcised? Yeah, the, I thought that was funny. You know, that was. The full list is basically like two tech priests, two thanatars, a shitload of. Myrmidons, and then a night Atrobos. I can't wait. I've got so, a night if you want to borrow it. I've, uh, I think. Remember purple and black colours? Yeah, I think my parents are getting it me as a wedding present. But no, if you want to borrow one, just to buy, try before you buy yeah, it. Yeah, agree. Why do I feel like I'm going to be the absolute douchebag in this entire thing where I'm just like, oh, nothing I've got, it works, but it's all thematic. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, the Myrmidax are not. Chill. No, I'm not at all. I'm just crowbarred as many fucking marines into my army yeah. as possible, just keep with the number. Well, you're going to try and do something different to you, Wolf. I know. Guns are the way forward, man. Fuck chain axes. Yeah. yeah, so Myrmidax, I believe, it definitely makes the Magos bulky three and gives it hatred everything. Oh, but there's a couple of other boosts. Do they gain line if they're within they do, um, range of him or something like that? No, no, it's the Thanatar. If they're within six inches of the Thanatar, they gain line. They also gain plus one wound and plus one toughness, I believe. No, Jesus. plus one movement. So they get plus one, plus one wound and plus one movement while they're in the aura of the Thanatar. But that's only the, the Calyx, the HQ one. Um, but yeah. Sounds like it's going to be fun. It's a nice list, like 3,000 points. If you want to play 2-5, I'll just drop the Atropos because mm. it's 500 points straight. Um, my second Thanatar has Paragon of Metal, so I don't really have to fucking worry about it. it, it the, thing, the thing is, though, because it's, it's, gonna, it's a quite a small model count, though, isn't it, list-wise? Um, it's not, no, it's not it's as small as you think. It's got a shit ton of the, like, the cheap, basic infantry stuff yeah, as well. So it's got 12 Phalax in it, and that's what, 9, 18 Myrmidons. Two Thanatars, yeah. So it's not a, it's not a huge. The Phalax are strong, as yeah. I'm proving by using yours recently. Those Phalax have been the linchpins of all my games I've used them. Phalax are pretty filthy, yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for what you get from them, they're not cheap. Well, no, they are pretty cheap for what you get. Like four cheap, is like 170 yeah. points. Yeah. And then obviously, like because it's because I've only got two automata. I don't, have, I don't give a shit about the reactions. I can react normally because yeah. everything's alive. Mm. So I really want someone to charge that big unit of Myrmidax, Myrmidons with the with the bolters. <laughs> like chug chug big dice of big bucket of dice. Like yeah, I take that unit off. This is it. Unleash it in a orc. <laughs> I am gonna because all your dice. I was like, oh, I should get some custom made uh, Zawarkat dice because obviously Dan's done the artwork mm. for it. And then I was like, but it's a pound of dice, and I'm going to need like 50 of the fuckers. <laughs> I, need, oh, well, I, I need 52 dice, so I'm going to get 52 dice. Fair, yeah. I think we should do I was like, fuck it. Minimum order's 15, I might as well go to whole hog. But yeah, other than that, I've done some war crime. Mm. Um, I built a second flame hurler for my horns of a shoot. And your, your chaos sorcerer. 
I built my Chaos Sorcerer, yeah. He's a nice one, I like him. Chaos Dwarf. I had to put him on a smaller base, because I put him on the wrong base. Okay. Yeah, that's a wicked model, that is. I forget, um, I forget how good those ball draw Chaos Dwarfs are. They're so nice as well. Yeah, so such few a good army. So few of them. Oh, so I did something else. I'll start my Mordheim Warband for the Brotherhood oh, Challenge. Yeah. Okay. Doing Witch Hunters. And then the 69th got frothy over Mordheim. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going I'm to get my usage out of these. So at some point I'll be slapping down the war, the Mordheim gauntlet to everyone. I'll go over Trails Thirds in the attic. Yes, yeah, I remember you saying. More of it. I've done them in. You know something I've not done for well over, well, for a couple of weeks now? I've not made a single list. Why? Because I've taken that break. Well then how do you feel not making a list? No, no, just taking the break from thinking about wargaming for the month yeah. has really helped. Good. Like, I really enjoyed my weekend. Just gone. So just to give you a bit, to give a bit of um, background, a couple of weeks back, a few weeks back, I started having a bit of a wobble in terms of do I want to be playing wargaming anymore? Blah 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 blah. A lot of things going on in my head. So after a bit of a chat, I decided that I was going to take a step back for a month uh, and not organise any games at the club and just kind of going down to hang out. And in the middle of all of that month, I've had a LARP event, and as a result, I think that's why I had the urge to get that test model done because I didn't feel like I got any pressure on for other things to sort out. Like I wasn't thinking about what game my next game is, not thinking about what list I need to do for that game. I got the the, the mission that oh, let's talk about that actually. Um, uh, the mission that Luke ran, like his, his mini campaign. That was the last game I played. Mm. Um, but yeah, since then I'm just like, it's nice to actually kind of not sitting here going, oh, okay, I've got like a game tomorrow I've got to prep for. I mean, I've been able to come here without, you know, stressing that I've got no time to do something. The thing is, though, sometimes you have to take a step, take a step forward. Which is exactly where I've got to. But yeah, as a result of that, I've realised that apart from I've been, I did some Lord of the Rings list the other week, because um, people were getting frothy about Lord of the Rings again. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, like, I've not changed my nemesis list. Like, I was changing that nearly on a weekly basis, but uh, I've kind of stuck to the status to come to the same one at the moment. I feel like I've got that kind of balance, which is what I've talked about at the beginning of the slow grow, where getting that balance between theme, the models I'd like to have in the army, and it being, I suppose, reasonably playable on the table. Um, because initially I was just like, Dan is doing Cybernetica with, for, for Riser. Also, if I ever have to build another Castellex in resin, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. So I was like, until they come out in plastic, I'm just not going to look at them. So um, Cybernetica was off the table. I don't want to do Reductor because it's all tanks and artillery is not very good. I've already looked at the new, um, the new um, mechanic and much. Yeah. So I was like, Myrmidax is the only one that I like. I'll just take a load of Myrmidons, it'll fit theme. And then it turns out Myrmidons are fucking low-key broken, so... My bad, but also I'm leaning into it. No, 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 I think I'm looking forward to seeing the, uh, the colour scheme, because I know obviously you based it off... Or you've been inspired, as you've done in one of your articles about, was it LP Miniatures? MP Miniatures. MP yeah. Miniatures, sorry, that is probably the one of the best he's recently He's recently painted some Lord of the Rings stuff, and it's just as fucking good as mm. it is, and it really makes... His conversions are amazing as well, like he uses a lot of the, um... AOS. Uses lots of Nighthorn bits. Yeah. But he also um, 
Like he three D designed the heads for his thalax and mm. stuff like that, and then he he's posted them on his cults. Was he? So, yeah. He, so like, you could use those. Come pick them up. Yeah. He's done like a skull pack as well for free. So I think it's like six skulls. I shared it in the '69, but they're probably like the the best representation of like crushed and damaged skulls that I've seen. So they're really he's really talented. You should definitely follow him uh, if you're not. Does he work for GW? No. For some reason I thought he did. His army was featured in what? Yeah, his army White was featured in White Dwarf. Yeah, that's probably what's thinking of Should we do some new releases then, chaps? It's been busy, hasn't it? Well, we've had two months. There's been a big window this time. We've not been on it. Because last time we got together, Whammerfest hadn't happened. No, Steph hadn't stood in queues for nine and a half hours. What? No, he didn't. No, Steph didn't, but the queues were bad. I, the queues were four was, hours long. I was watching different youtube kind of reviews of the, of the weekend, and where, what was it, someone got like a golden ticket thing where you paid like a grand X, X amount of hundreds and hundreds of pounds, and yeah. you got X amount of... The, the, the VIP golden ticket was a thousand pounds, but you got like 1,500 words. You got 1,500 worth of stuff back, plus you get every codex from 10th edition. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, um, I follow Maverick Paints on Instagram, he's from Canada, mm. and he went. Um, and basically, like, he's, he was like, he got the golden ticket because he was like, fuck it, why not? He, he was sort of talking about the value of it, like, he got some Primarchs, he got terrain boxes, and he said, yeah, you know, it, it's worth it for, for me. I'm not saying it's worth it for everyone, kind of thing. Uh, but he was saying, like, the queues were bad. There wasn't a lot of content really there for people. Yeah. Well, the, the queues to demo the tenth edition games were three hour, three and a half hours long, and you didn't even get you got to play with one unit for one turn. Because there's only five. That was the demo. Five tables. There's five tables of the de- demo tables at Warhammer Fest demo system. So you I basically had multiple people playing with one unit for a turn. Move on. Yeah. I was and really you surprised. Three hours flat. I was really surprised hearing people say how disappointed because uh, like Edge of Empires went, and um, Michael was saying that one of the reasons they got into one of the seminars was because Rob basically said, "I'm here as a carer with someone, and they want to come in." And to be fair, usually there's a little bit of like, "Oh, I don't know if we can sort that out." Bullshit. But this time they were like, yeah, cool, get in, we'll send you in. And they basically were like, if there's seats for the golden ticket people who aren't there, sit in them. Yeah. So, like, on the one hand, that's really good, because previously I know from my own experience, trying to navigate those big events that um, Games Workshop are putting on, as someone with a disability, can be real dick ache. Mm. Not saying that they don't try and accommodate, but a lot of the time there's not anything... There's no procedure for them to follow. No, no. So they're trying to help you out. And they're trying to get you what you need, but they don't. They don't know how to do There's it. There's no like official. Yeah. Like, Whereas I think this time, because a lot of the staff that were there were event staff from the venue. Yeah. They were just like, cool. This is what we do. Yeah. Um, obviously, I didn't go. I'm only going off what Steph has said and what other people have said. But for an event that size, run by work, run by the events team, you'd think there would be. A bit more going on. Well, there was there was no studio. There was no design. No seminars. Nothing. Was, like that. And I think I think that's what really surprised me the most. Because if I think last time I went to anything was um, second edition 
preview release day, you know, where it was a final of the ticket at World, and it was like rock up, Nick some paintbrushes, Nick a load of fucking Mark Six Marines, and away you go. And, <laughs> and we didn't really enjoy like the reveal because it was all on the big screen, yeah, and we couldn't hear anything. Yeah. And the thing is, the venue they used is a music venue. They could have had the big screen with the um, live cast Twitch thing on it. Yeah. It, they know, didn't do that either, did they? It was just like you had to hear what they were saying the on thing stage. Is as well, like I, I've worked, I worked in theatres for the best part of nearly ten years. If a venue has a hearing loop, and there is, for example, like you, well, you come in and you say, right, there is eight hundred seats in the auditorium or whatever. Eight hundred. I've plucked out my ass. It might not be right. Eight hundred seats in the auditorium. So the first eight hundred people get in, plus whatever VIPs are there. And then anyone else that wants to listen to the Twitch reveal that we've got on the stream, yeah. just turn your phone on, use the Bluetooth, connect to the hearing loop, yeah. put some headphones in. Because we used to do it at the theatre. But admittedly, like the, the, Bluetooth, the hearing loop didn't used to be Bluetooth, it's like an old... Mm. But it's the same principle. Yeah, like, yeah. You just have to accommodate if there are deaf people in attendance, you can't do it. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. But there are ways to mitigate people not being able to hear... Yeah. The, the reveals. Um, but like I say, Steph, Steph went along, he got a commended. What did For Not commended, sorry, he got a, a finalist pin. He got a finalist pin. He Ooh. wanted commended. I personally think he got robbed. He's. But he now has a much better understanding of how they now do things because they've, they've shown the commended entries on the uh, Wild Community yeah. site and he now has found out that there's like a. like. Depending on the cat, well, each category has like a percentage. So, the if there's less entries into that category, there's a smaller percentage of people that can get into the, into the commended Commended. section. Um. So it's like the top ten or something like. So where is he, he before? It's he's just assuming it's like random as to who got commended. Now it's like oh, it's like the top ten that get commended. So he's now got a new goal to reach. He's like all right, yeah. I'm in the top ten. Then it's the top three, so on and so forth. So. Uh, he, and he's got an idea, clear, better, now he's got a clear understanding of what they're looking for as well. Like, you know, the, the, he got taught, he got some advice saying that the, the, they're generally looking for something that kind of jumps out of them as being something a bit different. Mm. Yeah, so, it either has to be amazing or it has to catch their eye. Yeah, it has to be mind-blowingly way it painted yeah. or it's got to be something just a little bit different than just a standard model. But before we get too deep into, into um, Warmerfest. Warmerfest, so we've had the librarian... Yeah, the new, the new console library oh, the non-naughty one. Yeah, the normal one. I think he's a bit boring. Yeah, I'm not a you fan know of what? it. You say it's boring. I like the fact that he's in what, Mark VI armour, yeah. Yeah. and he's got lots of flat panels, and he'll, and you can put rooms. And is, but that's that why I don't like it. I think it should have the rooms kind of built into it so you can get that glow going they on more nicely. Like, law-wise, I can see why they've done it. They wouldn't have done it actually in the Paris, would they? Edict would. of Nakia, which means none of them are allowed to use their power. Makes sense that he doesn't have a psychic hood. Because you know, if he's only recently started, I wouldn't mind so much, but you can upgrade it to have that in the game. Well, then the other th- thing to go on slightly off topic with regards to new, if you look at the new tenth edition Terminator librarian, mm. he's got rooms built in. He's going to look so good as a fucking word. As a word barrier, he's going to look so yeah. good. But I like I like the new non naughty librarian. I think he looks quite nice. I think it's a bit of a shame that he only comes with an axe. Because if he came, if the, if there was options in the kit for like a sword and a staff, yeah, that would cover all the options in the in the war gear. Honestly, I think my issue with it is not the quality of the paint job, but the colour scheme they picked. 
I think that's why it looks a bit boring. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those models. models no, no it's, it's Imperial Fist. I think it's going to be one of those models where when I see another painter out in the wild paint it, mm. I'm going to be like, oh, you know what, it actually looks a bit better than I, I expected and realised. For me, there's a real element of fatigue in. I'm so six, tired. Mark six. Of, no, no, like Mark Six. Like, as much as I don't like it, well, I do like Mark Six. I don't like the fact that everything is Mark VI mm-hmm. because it, it, in my opinion, waters down like the variety of, of the heresy. You know what? I'm, I'm looking at the librarian again, and I now know what I don't like about it. So, so for one, like I said, the paint, the quality paint job's fine. He's thick as well, though. But it's plain. There's no iconography seemingly at all on it. I don't like the fact that it's got the you know like the Praetor, the yeah, plastic Praetor yeah. with like the big kind of like I don't, I don't know what to call it the neck piece around the head. Yeah. It's got that going on. That's why I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that on the plastic. Pra- I'm not. I'm, I'm, I've got no interest in using those plastic Praetors in any shape or form for any I'm reason. Still on the screw, actually, but that yeah, well. that is what bothers me about that that librarian. I now realise that that looking at it closely. Mm. Also, what's the fucking obsession with leather gloves for psychers? I suppose it's the whole uh, concept of not being, not having their powers blocked by armour. I don't know. But they're wearing gauntlets. I mean, them. Uh, yeah, I don't. Just, uh, maybe, don't know. maybe like driving gloves or something. Driving gloves. Just got, out the, just got out the rhino. It kind of made sense on the Easter Terrace because the Easter Terrace kind of was a callback to. They're the not got gauntlets underneath. These have got metal rings where they joined the upper armour. So it's like a, a glove that's attached to the armor, like, like a space glove. Um, you know, you know, with like those uh, things that you put your arms like in when an you're astronaut. doing it. You know, yeah. when you're doing like an experiment and you've got to yeah. put your arm into like a fume cabinet. It's like that. Well, that's dumb. I hate it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, they've not given any reason for why they've done that. But well, that seems there's, there's, one, there's one fucking line in the end of the death that talks about it. It's like it, when, you, when you're manipulating the warp, skin is best. Th- yeah, that's what like, I think is... It's, it's, the, it's the old, okay, going back to our LARP talk, it's the whole thing about, you know, shouldn't be able to cast uh, spells in wearing armour and all that sort of stuff. Fuck off. Absolutely fuck off. Yeah, no. Paladins could do it, so... But no, like, Easter Terrorists made sense to me because it was a callback to the old Chaos Marines who mm. wore gloves over there. And I don't know why they did it. Same as Corn Berserkers did it. For, so I think it was just a way of separating them from normal Marines, wasn't it? I can't go pillaging. I've lost my glove. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I can't use my psychic powers because my hand got shot off by a bullet because yeah. it's not... Oh, the thing it. is, I don't, I don't hate the librarian model. I just think it's a bit boring. But at the same time, that ticks my law box because it shouldn't be... Fancy. It shouldn't be fancy because the edict of Nakia, unless you're a space wolf, meant or white scar. I get the, the see what you mean by the runes, but I think it just that paint job, all the yellow, just points out how plain a model it is. Well, all you've got to do. Right? Is, there, is, there, is there any decals on it? No. no. There is a detail. A couple of details I do like about it. Looking at it closely, I, I think it's the body, the, the torso that puts me off. It's got the keys, which are cool. Yeah. On that. I also like the Mark VI helmet because that very much harks back to the like the old Road Trader style helmet. Have helmets. you seen the um, the bareheaded version of him? Yeah, I was just looking at that the as well. The third eye. Yeah, mm, not a fan. Yeah. No, not seems a fan. to be a thing they're doing quite a lot of. Yeah. More uh, releases. Yes, the Cerberus, which you bought. Oh, one of. have you seen it? I have seen it. I've seen pictures of it. I'm not. You want to physically see it? I mean, yes. Hang on. Oh, he's on the move. Go. 
Hold on, hold on. The that's the Spartan. Yeah. Robert's Lair. And then obviously. The only difference is. The red's real nice on the Oh, inside. just just the, the red, the black. The difference is there is a different top plate yeah. to the Spartan yeah, and a different front plate. And what I like is on the side, you have um, armoured plates that you stick on the side over the doors. Yeah. And they are really, it's really nice. Yeah. Oh, so you could stop them having doors, basically. Yeah, but then you do have the option to have doors on this. Mm. See, if you want to take doors and you don't put the armour bit on, but then I've not stuck it on yet. Yeah, because if you, if you happen to have some of the old school Legion plate ones. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. And it's quite, it's quite good for that. But it's a brilliant kit to whack together. It's very nice. As we mentioned earlier, that obviously the... Um... That is cool. Artisans of Vol have done a couple of different mm. guns for it. He's, they've done the, is it like a Mega Melter or something, yeah, and the Grav good. one, and it's well, such a nice tank. It's good. it's a really really good kit. It was it was wasn't overly complicated to put together. The only thing that I struggled with, what we're not struggled with, is inside the gun housing. There's something you put underneath. All right. Yeah. And I didn't do that, so I had to kind of. Rip off the side panel, stub it in, you know what I mean? I had to kind of get a bit kind of jiggy with it. But apart from that, the only, the only dilemma I had was sponsor, arming the sponsors. Yeah. And then going by what Jack was saying, I went with Blast Cannons. Because they class as a primer weapon or something like that. Yeah. So basically, if, if you take a weapon destroyed result, you get to choose which primer weapon gets yeah. removed. So you basically. What do you choose now? The, the person who's been hit. Chooses which of the prime uh, weapons gets destroyed. So if you've got last cannons on it, he can then remove those rather than the main weapon. Yeah. Thank you. But no, so yeah, it's an absolute cracker of a kit. Dead simple, dead easy. And then we've got their little brother, the Vindicators, which you've picked up. Yeah, we, now you see with the Vindicators, see in the box, you've got the Rhino chassis, and then you've got a, the, the accessory sprue you normally would. Well, then this is the Vindicator sprue. Oh, so, you've got, so you've got a different top, but then on the different top, you can then put another top on top of the top, so like a, like a topper. A topper, a top topper. A top topper to make it the laser destroyer. If you don't put the topper on, it's the it's oh. the monitor. So if you're crafty with magnets, you can do both. You can easily, easily do that, easily yeah. do that as a magnetizer. Not a problem. See, with... With the Vindicator being a double kit, it makes me more... That's the, the top top one. Yeah, 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 that's the, like, the top. It makes me more optimistic that we'll end up with like a, a multi-turret kit for, uh, for the Sakarans. Yeah, absolutely. Because that, I, that's... When I'm... Because on the instructions, you've got... Uh, so you've got your front plate, like, the, like this front plate, well, then the only difference between your front plate is actually demolisher cannon. Yeah. With your same um, kind of the same glasses, like the mantle, yeah. and then your laser destroyer. That's it. Yeah. And it's it's exactly. It's a nice kit. It's exactly the fucking same. It's really, really, really well done. So there were the last two bits for that, but it's nice. So they'll be stuck together in about mm. ten minutes. Can't wait to see them though. And then what I'll do is I'll do them. Same as them. Same as the Cerberus. Mm -hmm. Well, they've got on their sides as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Which are nice. We've had some guns for Adeptus Titanicus. You were saying the conversion beamers and the grab. 
I'm not sure whether which ones whether we've missed them last time or not, but it's the the most up to date information we've had or releases we've had for Titanicus are the conversion beam weapons and the grab weapons. Don't know Beyond what that, doing. don't know what they're capable of. Yeah, don't know what they're I think I remember the grab ones being pretty good, like um like decent rules, but I kind of just flipped through because I'm kind of much I'm kind of getting a bit bored of just seeing weapon releases now. It's cool, yeah, it's yeah. a nice variation, but well, the thing is, we're aware of many other variants of Titan chassis and we've not even heard a whisper of, of anything else since the Direwolf. I think I think the whole thing with AT it's gonna be Well I think it I think we're not gonna see massive amounts of AT stuff because of what was We're gonna be just um, talking about it in a minute. Yeah. Sure. Well, I don't, I don't know. Um they have they have spoken about other Titan chassis. Also, they've just released the compendium of the campaign books, so all of the books in one place. Okay. Yeah, I didn't pick up. I'm not picking that one up yet, actually. Well, I've got all of them already, so I figured. That's what I thought. That's why they bother. The interesting thing about it is it has updated rules for custom legios. It has updated rules for um, the knight households. Apparently, it has the new, the new weapon type. It's worth it if you're not doing a specific legio. Basically, I think also from a um, from an event organizer point of view, if you don't want to carry a big fat stack of books around with you, that and the match play guide. And yeah, it's got the match play guide. It's got all the scenarios from all of the books in it. Um, I think it has worth. It just doesn't have any worth to me. I think if you if you pick up your loyalist or traitor leader book plus that, you've pretty much got everything you need yeah. in one go. Yeah. You see, weirdly enough, I've not picked up any additional books for AT. I got the original rule book when it first came out, mm. like the whatever big box it was, that's it. I don't think you need them though, I picked them up because obviously it's got fluff and stuff in it mm. and I like books. Um, I haven't played Titanicus yet, I really need to. Mm. It's a very good game, I just, it's, for me, for me, much like what happened with Aeronautica, as much as I love the game, as much as I love the models, it's starting to feel a bit of a stale game because there's not enough excitement being built up. It's like some new weapons, cool. New yeah, book that's got everything that had before, cool. I think it's an odd one because there's what's um, new that's coming that we you know what's a new model that's coming. What's a new like when, do you remember when the Warmaster got teased? Yeah. The hype around that was immense. We've not really felt that much since then. It's weird because there is a huge Titanicus scene. Absolutely, there's, it's there's also a huge Aeronautica scene. Like. Um, apparently it gets played all the time at HQ mm. and there's people from the design studio and like the special well even special during Warhammer Fest there was a big meetup of uh, yeah. Titanicus players but apparently there's people that are there that are constantly playing it so there's obviously people out there who are like the game is, is doing well because people are out there playing it I, from an aeronautical point of view I think it's still strange that we haven't had chaos yeah um, just one that and Dark Elder about the only ones we've not had Dark Elder or, or like Leagues of Votan I guess but they don't have flyers Tyranids the 40k flyers for Marines yeah the 40k Marine flyers but it's like we there was talk of another box after Wrath of Angels which hasn't materialised yet the last thing was just the the Heresy book wasn't it Heresy book and the Custodian flyer that was but, it yeah. you know According to like the investor reports and stuff, they're still they're still 
dealing with the COVID knock-on of the release schedule. No way. And they're still having to move things around to make way yeah. for things like 10th edition. And we've seen that ourselves because the, the, they've, 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 they've had to, to prioritise that over everything else. Yeah, because yeah. it's That's like, well, Heresy, Heresy Thursday's gone away for a little bit because we, we're just going to concentrate on 10th. Yeah, That's the, that is their cash cow, isn't it? They need to not get that wrong. <laughs> you, you want a really scary thing. Ninth was released during COVID. It came out 2020, yeah, because I was, I, I think I was at my parents when we were talking about ninth edition. Yeah, because ninth came out. It's three years old, wasn't it? It gives me, right, it worries me so much that they're three-year cycles. And if heresy's a three-year cycle as well, it's... I know people have said, people at Workshop have said it's got a longer lifespan to it than three years. Like, it's not it on the same It feels more like how eight years, in terms of, as a game system. I don't know, I don't... I see it's the worth, weird one. I see the worth of a three-year cycle in AOS, because... AOS has a moving storyline, it has a huge tournament scene, it's a very, very good tournament game, and the three-year cycle allows them to refresh, the, like make the yeah, changes yeah. without erratas, but it also allows them to like focus on a different area. Mm. Like, Gur yeah. is all the way through it, it's like, it's Warcry, it's Underworld, yeah. it's AOS, that's where they're at. 40k had the Pariah Nexus, which we didn't really see anything out of it. Yeah, they did Kill Team there. Then they did Octavia for Kill Team, which should have tied into 10th because that's where the Tyranids were fighting the Orcs. Now we've got Galodark, which tied into the Arcs of Omen. And now they're moving the story onto the fourth Tyr Tyrannic War. And it just feels a little bit kind of like there's no big story arc going on. Feels a bit rushed. Well, it's not even that. It's like, I read the Lion book, which was cool, but it also was like, oh, the Lion's back, but the Cicatrix has still divided the Imperium and nothing's really changed. No. And then 10th edition is like, oh, Abaddon did a thing, but now, Tyranids. And it's almost like, do you remember, have you ever watched Supernatural? No. no. The first few seasons of Supernatural are what they refer to as like monster of the week. So every week it was a different monster. And it just feels like that for 40k. Every time they release something new, it's a different baddie. It's like, oh, Prior Nexus, Nexus Necrons are really scary. They could destroy the Imperium. But now Abaddon's doing something. So we're going to have so we're an episode the, about the Abaddon. Demon, yeah, or, or and the demon in Doom, yeah. or whatever it was, the, the techno demon. Oh, Vashtor. Yeah. Mm. But it's also like. What the, one of the things that I used to love about 40k was the books, like the novels, and they're just depth. not there. They just felt like no depth. Yeah, yeah. Like we always used. To, okay, let's be honest. We used to complain way back in the day about how the 40k timeline never moved on, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. it did. Yeah. And now it feels like it's not moving on again, but they have an opportunity to be able to do well, that. Well, it's weird. Like they they dropped eighth, and they were like, yeah, this is. This is the band raid. Four hundred years after yeah. the fall of Cadia, and then ninth dropped, and they retconned it, and they were like, "Actually, it's not that. It's not that far in the future." It almost makes me feel like what they're worried about doing is making the the, the time move on, so they can't call it for one forty thousand anymore. I mean, it's the forty first millennium anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. But I mean, it's like thirty k. Yeah. A huge chunk of thirty k is set in the twenty ninth. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's like, but I mean. I have a point to what my to this like ramble. 
is AOS seems to know what it's doing. It has all of its ducks in a row. It's very tight. Everything feels very yeah. tight with AOS. But it's like, like I say, the, the AOS, the main game, is on is set on Gur. That's where the new box is for, with Stormcasts and the Cruel Boys. Warcry is in Gur. It looks like the second season of Warcry is going to be in Gur as well. Is Underworld in there as Underworld well? Underworld is now set in Gur. And they're, so they're the tying... I think so. Oh, I don't need more of that fucking tree. No, but I, from what I've from what I've heard from the other Warcry podcasts, is it's going to be like the more of the ruins of ruins. the ship. <laughs> anyway, AOS ARS seems to know what it's doing. It's all tied together. Forty k for me at least just doesn't look like it knows what's going on. And then I have this concern in the back of my head that like, if Heresy isn't on the long burn. Everyone's going to finally get their rules. Everyone's going to be like, right, sick, I've got my demon rules, I've got my legion rules, I've got my militia rules, and then they're going to drop a new edition and everyone's going to be reset and we're going to have to yeah. wait two years to get all the PDFs out again. And I don't think the game's going to work that way. No, I don't, but it's, it's the fear though, isn't it? I think they've just stuck that to 40k and AOS because, like you say, I think that's because they've tried to push... 40k down the tournament route possibly and I think that I'm wondering whether the, it's yet to be seen and then they tend to just in and out but AOS worked very well in a tournament scene from what oh, I got apparently it's a great tournament it game, worked yeah. very well so I think they saw that and went oh this is working really well let's do that for 40k did that for 8th 9th pushed it more for 9th and I wonder if they've gone it's not really working quite as well so 10th editions are pulling it back a little bit but they're going to have to keep maintaining the cycle because the tournament scene is still there. Whereas 30k, and there is a tournament scene, but it's not quite as, I want to say regular. Like if you think about yeah. events that are held at Warhammer World, for example, they barely have, what, two events a year at Warhammer World for 30k? I mean, been, One of which was a narrative. There's been two already this year. Yeah, okay. But compared to how many 40k, compared to yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like... There's a slower cycle of events going on, so therefore they don't need to rush out I think a what, new system. I think the, the point I was trying to make is I'm hoping they're listening to the player base when the majority of the player base are saying, we want narrative, we want this to be more long-term than three years. Because if they are doing... Say they're not even doing... Say they're doing five years, still not going to be long enough because they're going to give us one narrative book a year, if you want. How long is... 18 been out, 2018 wasn't it? Yeah. So we're looking at five years for that. There's no talk of a new edition coming out. Specialist games rarely get new editions though. But that's why I feel like it's got that same feel. We've just got a new campaign book for, you know, obviously what we're going to be talking about in a minute is the Siege yeah, of Scythonia. Yeah. That's the first one. Like if they tend to do a similar sort of thing to, uh, to 18 in terms of they're now going to start releasing campaign books where they can update stuff. I think you'll get that. That's we, and yeah. then and then at some point, what we might do is not necessarily get a new edition, but get a new updated Legio book or uh, you know loyalist book. Or oh, well, I personally think what we're going to have is we're going to have each narrative book will adjust. Say, for example, Dark Angels are in the next. Like, Ollie's going to get pissed if I say Dark Angels are in the next one. Dark Angels are in the next one, and there is a reprint 
of the synovium and they've been adjusted, that now takes precedent. Yeah. Because mm. that's what it says in the Lieber. Yeah. Same as it says in the Legacies. So I don't know if we're going to get another Lieber, another Lieber book or they'll just use the campaign books to update. Uh, I know what I was thinking more along the lines of, you know how they did the uh, the Loyalist, the Legio, uh, Loyalist and Traitor Legio books where they basically consolidated the rules that they've been throughout all the campaign books, they tightened up, they updated like some of the Legio rules to be more in line with what they need to be, FAQs and whatnot. I've got a feeling they might do something like that. So, yeah. you know how we've got the, not necessarily the, the, the lead, but the, um, they might do like a loyalist and traitor only, so not like the main army list, but just those specific legions with yeah, updated yeah. units in there or characters that have released in the campaign yeah. since. Like, you know, like the... Uh, you might you might get the same that, but you might get something like, you know, like how they do like the General's Compendium or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean... You might get something like that. That works for the tournament scene because that's released every year. The reticence for them to give us physical prints of militia and demons... Mm kind of says to me that they're not going to do anything like that. They're not going to give us a compendi another compendium. They're just going to put it out as a PDF. Yeah. And I don't... I personally don't ascribe to the idea that the PDFs, specifically like the Militia PDF, hasn't had as much effort put into it as the printed lists. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are saying, oh, it's trash because Third Line exists or whatever. But militia in the previous edition were overpowered. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. My, like I say, my concern knowing that the other two are on three year is. I, I don't. And the thing is, is personally, because I know how long it's going to take me to paint this fucking Mechanicum, I don't want to finish it, get one game in, and then the edition change. For me personally, I don't, I don't think you've got a fair. Because it's already been out a year. We've only just started like getting the rest of the PDF sorted. Yeah, true. And, and like I say, they, they are having yeah. to step back because of tenth edition. They're still reeling from yeah, COVID. The first campaign book's now been released, and it's a narrative book. Which I think it's still works. Lovely, it like, does. It does. But I, but I think personally, I don't think we'll have a three-year cycle at all. I no, think, no. I think we'll, I think we'll stick with second edition, okay. And then we might get a revisit in, like, but it'll be the rules revisited, not necessarily the units. I mean, if that's the case, that'd be great. But I think that's what it'll be because the, the, some of the units don't need fixing. No, I mean, I think the game's in a very good state. Balance wise, like, really, really. Good. I dislike a lot of the reactions, but that's that, personal that, to and me. That, and I think that's the only thing that will be tweaked. Yeah, is your reaction, but then that's only going on based on feedback. But yeah, but anyway, so the um, let's have a let's have a bit of banter about the siege of Cthonia. Cthonia-ing. Fuck you, it's not Cthonia. <laughs> Man, I don't want to call anyone out, isn't but I'm a, calling everyone out. Isn't calls. that a song from Guitar Hero? Sidonia. You're thinking of Knights of Sidonia. I love that one. I was really good at that. Before we start talking about the book, I think it's very funny that when I listen to other people's podcasts about Horus Heresy, that they're like, oh yeah, in the group chat, we were having this chat about how good uh, tactical marines are in this particular scenario. And other people, like another podcast, would be like, oh, our group chat was going off the other night because so-and-so would... Um, had just painted this really nice model and we were all talking about how cool it was. And then you go in the 69th and we had a 45 minute discussion about dreadnoughts falling over. 
Yeah, how did and they get back up? Yeah, like, we were fucking talking about dreadnoughts, not only falling over, but getting stuck in ZM corridors. Yeah. Like, fucking Le- Leviathan dreadnoughts getting wedged in doors. Well, halfway through, like, someone's bringing, like, a fucking you BBC got, door. Yeah, you've got Marines pushing them, and it's like, uh, Brother Sergeant, they have a screen door. <laughs> Our progress has halted. And again, you've got that fucking tech Marine who used to be a mortificator, but is so tired of dreadnoughts, he's been moved to light duties. Just following them around with a melter torch, having to cut them out of doorways, <laughs> and I think that sums our meta up so well. You, you know what? You know, you know when you guys were talking about like the the castiferums that have fallen over and the yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that gave me the sad because you know the um, Warhammer Plus Blood Angels series. Yeah, there is a dreadnought that basically holds off like an invasion of the entire ship by itself, it and eventually over? gets brought down. Yeah. but he's lying there and he's dying. Yeah. And the tech green's like trying to repair him, he's just and it's like, oh man, that guy was an absolute badass. He got yeah, brought down by wrecked. by cultists. But it was also like talking about how like Derrideos absolutely stand up and walk like chickens. <laughs> and just cast a fair and having no knees, so they waddle everywhere. And it just made me laugh because other like obviously other podcasts are like, yeah, we were discussing the nitty gritty of how breaching shields affect charges, and we're just over here like, wouldn't it be funny if a leviathan got stuck in the door? <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd be like the, um, what's that, um, that meme where you turn around and say a certain word, he comes smashing through the... Oh, the Kool-Aid man. Like, oh, oh, yeah! There's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your leviathan in fucking ZM, like painted orange or yellow or red or... Got it as leviathan. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but obviously we were talking about how you can take leviathans in ZM now. And I saw a post, I think it was on Facebook, or it might have been Reddit, and it was um, everyone going to ZM events with um, Leviathans, and it was the Spider-Man pointing at each other, <laughs> but it was two Leviathans. <laughs> it really made me laugh. But then the thing is, so looking at those rules, just to kind of digress off into that book, it's in, I, what I like about the ZM rules under that is that only certain wounds models can yeah. get through certain doors. Oh, does that specify? Yeah. It? Uh, okay. It's four four wounds or more cannot go through small doors. Interesting. Yeah. I so don't know if, you, you, if you're like bulky three or something. Bulky three, yeah. Something like that. There's a, there's a certain oh. in it. Uh, it's like I've only had a bit of a glance. Yeah, I've not looked at it yet. to be honest with you, some of the stuff I'm seeing, I'm like, I like that, I like that, I like that. The one, I mean, like I said, I've not looked at the new book yet because I was in a field when, when it got released, but have, have the do you know if the reactions are any different from the no, White no, Wolf rules? They were brilliant. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed how they work, and I would much rather use those in the main game mm. than the current reaction system. Some of them will work, some of them won't work. Yes, you know but what I mean? you know what I mean? It, they feel less oppressive yeah. than what the current reactions feel like at the moment. The thing I like about the Zeno rules is they are going to work really, really good with the Necromunda ZM terrain. Yeah. And they'll work really, really good with the Border Action terrain. Yeah. Because they will work mix and match. Not they really well. Right, so let's have, a little, let's have a little chat about the Siege of Cthonia. Go on, man. So it got previewed at Games Day. Uh, Games Day. Best. Warhammer Fest. Fucking show my age on that one. Um, Mind you, that was only what, a month ago, wasn't it? So come out yeah. Quite quick. yeah, it was quite a good turnaround. So they previewed the book, they also showed us uh, Evander Garius, who's the Imperial Fist guy. Oh, Mr. Minigun. And uh, Varun Asheradon, who is the... Black Man. 
No, no, he's the, the first Reaver. He's the son of Horus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 we're yeah, on the yeah. dagger. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Mm. It's cool. The, I know the, the, the Terminator dude is huge, but I think he's a really cool model. Mm. I'm, I'm going to be using him as a base, as the um, HQ the, for my way. I'm not sure if he is huge. Uh, he, he's going him. to be bigger than classic Cataphractide. Because no, all characters are slightly Yeah, exactly. I've not, I've not seen him next to him. For me, he's. In, I mean, I, I, when I saw him, I immediately went, I'm going to use that for my nemesis. Yeah. Because I think him, with, with, even with that cape on, just taking off the icon, iconography, different helmet, or he maybe keep that the same, would really suit the Ultramarine mm -hmm. nemesis colours. Um, but I also think the Sons of Horus character is. It's a very nice character. Fucking wicked. So, the lore really nice wise, uh, I haven't read all of the lore yet, so I only have a very basic understanding of what it's about. So, when Horus obviously was like, betrayed the Emperor and Istvan happened, one of the first things that uh, Dawn did, other than send the Retribution fleet to Istvan, which obviously we saw how well that went for um, Pollux, was Evander Garrus, apparently, he didn't like him. He was on the naughty set, wasn't he? Yeah, too? like he, according to Dawn, I think it's because he's Terran. All the Terran legionaries tend to be really fucking savage and, like, angry as fuck. But then again, if you were, like, hothoused from the age of eight to become a space marine by the Emperor himself, you'd be pretty pissed. Uh, he's like, right, go fucking take Athonia. I don't want you on Terra. You're a pain in my ass. Fuck off. So off he goes to Terra, off he goes to Cthonia and just straight up garrisons the world. And he's like, right, I live here now. Sons of Horus and bitches. And starts fucking recruiting from Cthonia. So he starts making Imperial Fists using like the Cthonians. And then as the push for Terra starts, the, um, this guy, uh, Asheradon, is like, no, nah, this is an affront to the Legion. That's my home. I'm taking a force to go and retake Cthonia. And Horus at this point is so high on warp dust that he doesn't give a shit. So off, off he goes to retake Cthonia. And there's this massive war. And um, I think it kind of culminates in um, the Dark Angel showing up and just nuking them from orbit. So like the the first legion shows up and they're like, alright, your war's finished because I'm turning this planet into a into a marble and I'm fucking off because I've still got some other planets to destroy. But I think it's a really interesting way of being like, here's the inducti, because both it's in the first solo war book because you 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 have several scenes written from the perspective of uh, Sons of Horus inducti, who's like brand new to the legion and doesn't know anything other than just murdering loyalists. Mm. But the fact that um, Evander Garius recruited from, from Cthonia and made marines that were basically in duck die because he didn't have time to teach them Legion, yeah. like how the Legion worked, I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, because the inducts have all got different rules for different Legions, yeah. haven't they? So it's, I think they're really cool. I think they're what, what they've done there is really... It's really on. interesting. I, I like really the way they on. work as well. Because you buy a tactical squad, and then you superimpose the inducti rule over it. Oh. So the inducti don't have points. They're the same points as a tactical squad, yeah. or a despoiler squad. Basically a straight swap unless you're putting yeah. on different equipment. But like the Salamander's one, which I know, you take a despoiler squad, 
and you're like, right, you're going to be inductive, so you grab the inductive rules and just put them over the top of it. And it's like your sergeant becomes weapon skill 5, uh, you can take one flamer per 10 or a melter, and you reroll ones in combat. But you lose Heart of the Legion, or whatever the despoiler version is. You lose the. Spite yeah, of the Legion. Yeah, Spite of the Legion, but you also gain the support squad rule as well. Yeah, you, you, but you don't lose line. No, but I think that is. I like how what they've done there because if you think about it, you know, these guys are, you know, as you said, they've been fast lined into duty. Yeah. Uh, the new recruits, there wouldn't be the guys that are the core of holding the, you know, the the core of the military. They'd have still have experienced tactical yeah. marines that are the ones that are kind of leading the way, and these guys yeah. are the ones that we're just backing you guys up. They're as close to chaff as I think the legions would come to, like. Especially when you look at uh, like the Night Lords one, the Night uh, Night Lords are already undisciplined. But like one of the things I really like about the Night Lord Inducti is in a challenge, the squad piles in, because they're mm. just like, why do we give a shit about officers fighting? Mm. And they just they all fight. Um, I really like how they've done it, and it gives me a lot of hope for a new generic unit that each legion has a specific version of. Um, so like the way the inducti have been added makes me think down the line oh, we might get another unit another new unit that Bolts holds what's like, existing yeah it's like all the legions have access to it but each specific legion has their own version mm -hmm. of it um, I think it's a much better way of doing it it, it, it prevents bloating like yeah, it's, it, not, it it's not. I mean, if you think about the, uh, I suppose if you think about the, uh, what do they call them, exemplary battles units, yeah. it saves them having to release a book that covers a new specific unit to each chapter. Yeah. It could be here's one book, and here's all the different bolt-ons that, that each of the legions can add on to the destroyer squad, or the breacher squad, or as you say, or, you know, whichever unit it needs yeah. to be. You know, the seeker squad. These are all. Or it's like okay then. You know, throughout that we've got breaches, we've got uh, support squads, we've got heavy support squads, we've got uh, fast attack seekers, Raven Guard. They get a bolt onto seeker squads yeah. because that fits them already. Uh, you get, um, I know, Eye Warriors get a bolt onto their. I mean, realistically, that's how they should do the. What we, you know, how we've got the legacy units. Yeah. That's how you do bolt them onto. Okay. Iron Havocs, you bolt it onto the existing heavy support squad, they get these these different bits. Yeah, it would be a really good way to do it. I think that's how, you know, when we, you know, you're in the exemplary battles units, they're not the exemplary battles, the legacy units, he says about them being core or whatever, that might be what we end up seeing. So yeah. rather than a, we're going we're gonna to create a, but we're going to have a book that's got a specific Iron Havocs, Iron Warriors unit in, it's going to be this. So that you take the points of a standard Iron Heavy support squad and the, the Iron Havocs add these special rules to it. Doesn't change the points, there's no real balance in things, it's just a bolt on. I think that's a really clever way of doing it, potentially, if I assume that's how they yeah. do it. I mean, I, I hope it is because it works really well. It also takes something that is at most like five pages long, whereas if they'd done each individual, say you had a stat block for each induct die, that's 18 pages. Yeah, and quite frankly, that's where you start getting codex creep happening. By the time they've rolled out all the books further down the line, yeah. The, what the earliest ones are released that have got specific units in can become a problem. My only issue with the inducti is that I got excited about the concept of having inducti as my troops, my tactical marines in my nemesis chapter to represent the fact that because of the, the battle of Kalf, yeah. 
that they've had to recruit getting new recruits onto planet as reinforcements straight away, so it really fit the theme, and then it hurts all the support squad rules. Ah. Can you still do that though? Uh, no, I haven't got the. I'd have to. I've got two tactical squads and a um, breacher squad. Oh, I thought you had two breaches. Actually, no. I could put one in. I could swap one of the yeah. tactical squads out for a. I think the ultramarines in Ducti are pretty good. I'm not seeing because I'm not seeing them. So I don't know, but I just like the concept of them, of them being like these new recruits. So actually, yeah, no, I could because I've got the breachers and I've got two tactical squads. So the breacher and the tactical squad would work, and then I could put in a, an inductor squad in. Yeah, that'd be quite cool, quite thematic. We also got the Decurians, which are like tank commanders. Yeah, all I know is that the character versions are ridiculously expensive for what you get in model wise. Bro, yeah, whoever priced those. <laughs> Thing is, right, there was something really interesting. I don't know whether it is, it's still that, still the case, but uh, Luke pointed out that the Damocles upgrade kit had been reduced to £18. Yeah. Yep. Now, there's some question here. So it was originally on release £35. That's but I don't know if at the time it was £35 including a plastic rhino kit. I don't think it was. I don't because know. if you looked at the if you look at the picture, the, rhino, the rhino was great now. Yeah. Yeah. It was just the the, the, like the rear chassis and the yeah. radar dish. But if it was £35 just for that upgrade, no this was this it almost seems unheard of for Ford yeah. to reduce the price or something. But it's also the Decurian models are the same price as that librarian. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's half a it's half a it's half a model. It's, a, no, a it's half a marine and a gun. Yeah. So the argument could be made it's the same amount of components, or it's the same amount of resin. But at the same time, I still think twenty seven fifty or whatever it is for an individual model is for, a, bit for silly. a tank commander. Well, the the uh, the uh, Imperial Fist Terminator dude's like forty odd pounds, isn't he? Is he? I'm sure he was like that's what wasn't Luke like. I'm not going to get him know. now because he's forty odd pounds. I shall have a look. The pricing is a bit mad at the minute, anyway. What, the Terminator? Yeah. Yeah, it was expensive, really expensive. The Decurians look good, though, the two generic ones that you can take. I like the one with the flag. Oh, the Sons of Horus one. Yeah, Are you talking about the rules, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've not looked, like I said, I've not looked at any of the rules. I've only briefly looked at the rules, but it's like... Well, they're they're mostly spoiled in the release... The the article that Mm. went on. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see quite a few of them. I think we're going to see a lot of people make use of the Mark II Marine from the upgrade. Yeah. Because essentially that's all it is. Yeah. The, the, I think the one thing that it does call out in the rules is if you have a Decurion in it, it must be modelled. So in other words, you can't just say this tank that's got no model yeah. on top of it isn't... Um, is it got a Decurion yeah, in it? Got just... Honest good, it's got a Decurion in it. Honest. I think they're interesting. I think what we'll what we'll probably do next next podcast when Dan's here, when we've all had a chance to read the book and digest it properly, we'll give it a little bit more of an in depth run over. Yeah, like I said, I'm just uh, because it came out. What it was pre order last week and it got released this weekend. Didn't it? Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm go, I've got the, I got the digital version of it because this time around I've decided I'm going to stop buying all the books ever for 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 this game. Well, we've got to do a digital. Look over there, that's a pile of books and are now null and void. Yeah. Uh, On the other side of the Infinity books and stuff like that. Um, so as a result, I'm going. I've got the digital one. I just need to. I've got. Like I said, I was in a field when it came out, so I've just yeah. not had a chance to. Uh, well, the other thing that came out at uh, Warhammer Fest, other than the news of the siege of Cthonia, was the roadmap. Mm. So we've already had Spring, which is the Vindicator siege tanks 
Evander Garius and uh, Veron Ash Ash Asheradon, the two special characters, yep. essentially. For which, yes, £40 and £36. <laughs> so the summer, which we're getting close to now, apparently we can look forward to the Plastic Night Lancer. Yeah, because that's been previewed. That was previewed at one. Yep, that looks really it does. We've also seen, I don't know if we were meant to, well, we definitely weren't meant to have seen the plastic Asheron frame, which is in the wild. Is that the chain? It's, it's flame, the flamer. The flamer and the chain thing. That, yeah. Ironically, that's one of the nights I didn't pick up when mm. I was doing my nights on See, I, that, that frame it turned up on eBay, and I think some of the Heresy on the Hill boys bought it. So they have it. But it's been all over Instagram and Facebook. People have seen it, so it, it is what How it is. How much did it go for in the end? It went for like 20 quid or something. Really? Is that it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Well, whoever sold it didn't really know what they had. Um, and also, alongside the Night Lancer, we're going to have new characters and upgrades from Forge World. So, there's, yeah. a, there's a dearth of consoles they still haven't done. Upgrades. Yeah. I just hope it's not under the pack of like, oh, here's more despoiler swords. £15. The only thing I can think of is that they do a Breacher upgrade kit, kit, which would be disappointing. If that's a Ford World upgrade kit to the plastic stuff. I don't see I don't see them doing Breachers as an upgrade. Especially I, I, I would like them not to, absolutely, but considering we got that upgrade kit for the despoilers. But we discussed that at the time. It's, yeah, it's not, not really, really a despoiler no. kit, it's more of but a... But it feels like a stopgap. Yeah. But that's what they might do with the breaches. Well, it is a stopgap because it, it, later on the release schedule, there is a. Uh, yeah. So if you yeah. count an upgrade, it could be fucking anything, comes it? Who knows? It's, it's, yeah. It's, 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 with the Wild West at the moment, you might as well chuck a fucking pen into a, uh, yep. a into a dartboard and it's like, what do you get? Because we got we got the um, the Chaos Assassin before we saw the rules for it. Yeah. They've still got Praetors outstanding. His, his rules are in the siege. I've not read them yet, apparently. No, I've not, not looked at it yet. Yeah, like I said, there's, there's Praetors, we've got four legions that still haven't had their Praetors. Yeah. We've got consoles that exist that don't have models like... Master Signal. Master Signal. Well, Master Signal does have a model. It comes in the duo pack with the champion. Oh, yes, it does, yeah. He's got, he's got the iPad. Yes, he's got the bulbous head, hasn't he? Mm. But oh, some yeah. some of them are Forge World only, like the Primaris Medicaid. Mm -hmm. So, like, do they want to carry that on, or do they want to do a generic one? It makes more sense that they have the generic one for everyone. So which of the consoles are we waiting on now? There's not a Forge... Well, there is a Forge Lord. Guy with heavy weapon. Armistos. Armistos. We don't have the Scout Armoured version of the... But we don't have a Pathfinder. Yeah, Pathfinder. We don't have a Legion Agnostic Siegebreaker or Siegebreaker. No. We don't have a Legion Agnostic version of the um, Forge Lord either. No. There's a few bits and Yeah, still a few. Upgrades could be anything. Could literally be anything. <laughs> yeah. Could be more. Sh all, the the all, the, all the Legion shoulder pads are done now, aren't they? What yeah, but the fact that they're resin torsos, if they go back to torsos, or. You know, uh, again, we don't know enough about what the next phase of the release schedule yeah. is to make any when guesses. Isn't didn't we read somewhere that they're not doing the space wolf heads or something? They're doing they got oh, they the got space pulled wolf down, heads. but they went back up. They got pulled up because I, I remember seeing that. Yeah, the, a lot of people. Were no, like, someone oh. contacted them, and this is where this came from. So they went out. Of, they were out of stock, and someone contacted them saying. 
when are these going to come back in stock? And the response they got was, well, these are not going to be coming back in stock at all. But then they did. Yeah, so it's standard customer service kind of response. They don't know yeah. what to talk about all the time. So then autumn, we have more Lords of War. This is plastic, so more Lords of War, a Dreadnought, an armour markup thing. So I think the Lords of War are almost definitely knights because we've already been told that the resin tanks aren't going to be moving from resin anytime soon. I'm so fucking good to go out there. Yeah, it is a blow, especially like out of all of them that stayed in resin, the one that hurts the most is the land speeder. Yeah, I can't. I still can't believe that one. Yeah, still can't believe that. And quite frankly, the um, the um, what's the bombard thing? Forget the name of it. The Aqua. Aquator. Aquator, yeah. Mainly because like the Iron Warriors, one of their rights of war require you know it's the perk that you get them as a troops choice. The thing is, yeah, I can I, I know that that is a new tank. So it's only recently been, I say recently, in, in the grand scheme of things. It's, it's one of the more up-to-date resin yeah, kits. It's in the last three years, isn't it? Yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things, its mould is relatively new. Yeah. They have also had to retool an element of the Landspeeder mould, so that must be very new if they've invested the time in retooling for the um, sponsons. The funny thing is that Luke pointed out is now that they have the plastic sponsons for the Landspeeder, the missile pods don't fit anymore. Yeah. yeah, the original, the, the standard missile pods. Which I thought was quite funny. Which is the one that it comes with as standard. Yeah. Yeah. So Lords of War are almost definitely knights. Nice. Well, I'm going to guess the Asheron and the Castigator. At the very least, yeah. Because that's the that's the other two of the Lancer, the Serastus set. The Atropos is also on a Serastus frame. Yeah, that's true. Um, How can that be a forward upgrade kit? I don't know. They, they might do it in plastic. See, the thing is, if you think about when they did the um, the forty k knights, and there's a character knight with a oh yeah yeah, yeah. the last cutter yeah, and it could be something like that yeah. Dreadnought, Derrideo. Derrideo, it's in that picture, isn't See, it? See, I I would yeah, the Derrideo is in the picture, but I would really like them to do a Heresy error Castiferum. Oh, like, that. Which was the Castiferum? Box draw. It's what we call the box draw. Oh, That's the official yeah. designation. But then again, there's all these rumours of the Ferrabundus being thrown around. Which is what the, the OG old school the the trader trader one. Yeah, because yeah, there was a 3D printed one of those kicking around the fucking ages. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember. I remember when fucking Fayette Two Twelve was like, "Oh, the new Age of Darkness box is coming," and everyone was like, "Fuck off! You haven't had a rumour correct since Ten Tickety Six. And then the rumour was right, part of it was like a Ferrabundus Dreadnought and all this other guff. Um, armour mark update. Well, we've seen the Mark 3s. They, they, but it's part of Warhammer Fest, they put up a picture, didn't they? Yeah. Saying, you know, more to come. I thought, I thought that was fucking absolute comedy gold for me, because I just finished off that fucking massive batch of marine. Yeah. <laughs> it helped that me and you were shit-faced, drinking cocktails. Oh yeah, that was when you were at the Rossley, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was Lil's Yeah, because I was in the field for that one as well. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we, we were fucking getting quite... We, we had, we had your phone between us, because my phone wouldn't update, we were drinking, and when they, when I think Luke posted the picture of the Serastus, we both went, ooh, really excited. <laughs> and then Lil and, her, Lil and a couple of her friends were also like, what the fuck are you two? They are thick boys. They do not... It's, they've got to do it to keep bringing it in line with the Mark it's 6. It's either... And I think they've done it because of the rescale of the Imperial Guard. 
That and the Mark VI are skinny. Like, but that's what I mean. The Mark VI were the first of the upscale yeah. Marines to sit. Because if you think about the natural progression, Imperial Guard could become the Imperial uh, Army. Oh, yeah. And if you've all of a sudden you've got Mark IV Marines that are as big as mm -hmm. Imperial also, Guard. How old, how old are the moulds for the yeah, exactly. 2017? Yeah. Yeah. Siege, no, like what? Scouring of Prospero and Calf yeah. boxes are old. They're old now. A lot old now. Uh, some people were suggesting that the Mark III artwork, or artwork, which is basically just a photo of the models that have been made to look like art, I think it was Will maybe suggested that maybe that's... Because Mark Three is Mark Two, but with additional armour plates on the front, isn't it? A different helmet. Yes, yes and no. They're like variations, slight variations. So like the back, if you look at the back of it, the, the similar sort of banded design, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's got the similar bands on So he was saying maybe it's going to be a Mark Two, but with the, the you have additional plates that sit on the front. I doubt it. It seems a bit complicated to do it that way. Also, from a logistical point of view, having a Mark Two and Mark Three kit in the same box is just a mess. Also, the Based on um, how they do their sprues now, look at the Mark VI. It's this whole yeah. thing where you've got like, bits all over the place. The old Mark III and Mark IV are the standard classic legs, torso, arms. It's going to be like that. They're going to be monopose, you know, like the Mark VI is currently designed. It's annoying, but it is what it is. Well, I, don't, I don't think we'll get Mark V. But it's kind of like, if, you know, if you're looking at the Lords of War for Treadnought, the Mark Let's assume it's Mark Three. Yeah, it, it's it's only it's only what three four months away because oh yeah yeah it's not know, that far because away. if you look at winter winter for me is like November through to January. Mm. Well no, mind you, they're not they're not, they're not going on quite quarter one quarter two quarter three. They're going on seasons. So we, I think that's because it gives them wiggle room within the. So you know, schedule. winter could be up to November. Uh, so autumn could be up to October November. Winter is like November through to. Say February, February yeah. spring is like March, April through to whenever. You know what I mean? It's like so you you've got like four month windows. It's fucking going to be rapid. I I honestly think we'll get Mark three and Mark four in the update. I don't think we'll get five because it's got too many bonding studs and gribbly bits on it. It's a shame, we, really. We've but... already got six. I don't think we'll get two yet unless we get two. Yeah, they could kit. blow us out of the water and give us two. They could. They could be like, here's two, three, and four. Uh, it'd be like, well, this is, this is what's coming over the, yeah. you know, the next and year. I, and I was like, the, I, was, but like, I need a fucking a credit card. I, I need a credit card and a change of trousers. The Autumn Forge World release, though, is a Primark. You see, this is what we were discussing before we started recording. I think it'll be the Khan. Khan's bike, you think? Khan yeah. on the bike? You see, I don't think it will be. Like a lot of people are saying, it's going to be fulgrim. I don't think that's the case. I think we're going to get a plastic fulgrim. That's going to be a forty k thing, and it's yeah. not in the storyline yet. I, yeah, it is. In oh, terms of the forty k, what I mean is that the current forty k storyline it hasn't really hinted at. It's currently in the yeah. whole uh, end of night Demon, still. Demon Angron looks fucking. Demon Angron does look real nice. Looks really good. But there's no rules for it. I'm hoping the Ruinstorm rules will have because the mm. Demon Demon Angron happened really early. He yeah. happened at Kalth. Oh, well, no, he happened during the Shadow no, Crusade. It, it, basically, Kalth was the start of what eventually became, yeah, the, the Shadow, Shadow Crusade, which is where Angron got created. I, I think we're going to get an updated version of Angron because his current model is really small. There were rumours towards the end of Heresy Edition 1 that there was another Angron sculpt being worked on. We've already seen a second Primark sculpt for Horus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not within 
Yeah, the possibility of them duplicating them up. A lot of the rumours of people getting hung up on like, oh, the, you know, when Horace came out, the article said you would get a new version of, a, of the Primarchs later on in the story at pivotal moments. And a lot of people are saying, oh, we're going to get Demon Fulgrim because that's the next iteration of him. But the thing is, you had Angron, for example, Angron at Istvan, which is where the model is currently based, and then you've got him all the way up through the Shadow Crusade. Like, after Istvan, he doesn't use the two axes. He switches to a, a two-handed axe. Plus, the model's really small. I think it would be very narrow-sighted for them to just focus on, right, you've got Angron, small Angron, and you've got plastic demon Angron, that's all you need. You've got um, normal Horus and big demon Horus. That's all you need. There's especially with the loyalist Primarchs, because like, what do you do? Do you do Sanguinius and then Sanguinius on Terror, where he's all beat up? What do you do with Dawn? Well, that was my thinking. We've got a new Horus. Do we have a new Sanguinius that's designed to set up facing Horus? What about what about like we got with Sanguinius versus Cabanda? I mean, my 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 worry is we're just going to get another Dawn. Because it's Imperial Fists. Well, what about um, Corex with his broken wing and his heavy bolts on? Yeah, that'd be sick. That's, again, that's also actually learned something. You have, yeah. Yes. But like... But he doesn't really feature in where we are in the current 30k story yeah, arc. That's right. Well, but then, the thing is, where are we in the current story arc? That's true, Cause yeah. Because like, the first book we've had out is Siege Era. But that's not to say the next book isn't going to be... Only thing I'm thinking is that Sanguinius ties in well with the ending of the books, the novels at the moment. Well, this is what I mean. Mm. If we are only playing the end game, there's nowhere to go. Oh no, I don't mean the game. I'm talking about them just releasing a new Sanguinius model for the end of the novel series as like a big kind of diorama type thing that you, you can build. you mean him just lying on the base being dead? <laughs> or... Maybe you know what I mean? With, with the new Horus that they've ascended, they could do like they did with Cabanda and uh, Sanguinius, the, the the diorama base. Not That's not Cabanda. That's just a random sorry. demon. Was it? Yeah, just a random. Oh, demon. A random demon. But you know how they're doing the like they did with um, Lehman Russ and Magnus. Yeah, yeah. Like it feels like they could do that. They couldn't do that with the original Horus, but with the new Horus, they could now do a diorama base. But they still can't because of the base. He's standing on a shitload of skeletons. On that but version. But that's another version of Horus they have to release. No, no, yeah, different base then, wasn't it? Yeah. How about, you know how you got, how you got the brothers? I don't know, I know Magron would be interesting. That would be cool. It would be that would be cool. Out. It's the only one that they could do that is an addition to what we've already got. But I think you're right. I think Angron's... Angron needs it the most, in my opinion. Fulgrim is skinny, mm -hmm. but it's still a very serviceable it fits model. It fits the style. But, uh, like... Them saying we're going to give you them at pivotal moments, like there's all the Primarchs go through change apart from Perturabo, who is a bitch. And, uh, and Alpharius. Alpharius changes because you you have the dichotomy of them, the brothers being at opposing sides because Omegron clearly wants to join the Warmaster, Alpharius doesn't. You also have Alpharius on Pluto. But in terms of changing, I thought you were talking about like, ascending, but... No, no, like pivotal moments. Yeah, like, pivotal moments, yeah, yeah. You have, obviously, you have Sanguinius on Cygnus Prime, which you, we currently have, and then we have... Do we have Sanguinius as Unremembered Empire, where he's the new emperor? Do we have him on the road to terror, mm. where he's fighting fate? 
Do we have him on terror where he's broken and essentially dying? Do we have the lion post Unruined Empire? Oh, you know what the ultimate troll would be? Right. They do a new Dawn, but he's got a bloody beard on. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, a lot of people are saying we're going to get Dawn with the boarding shield. Boarding shield and a more dynamic pose, and it's like. To face off against the current, the new version of Horus, which sits there. The, but where, the where in the law does that happen? It doesn't. It's just, there's no reason for him to be the, and have a new model. No. And it's like, it does feel like, based on what we were talking about earlier with the whole Imperial Fists and Sons of Horus, that, yeah. that would make a lot of sense. If it's not Jagatai Khan on a bike, and it's not a new Angron... I think it's Dawn. Yeah. I would mean, like it to be Sanguinius, Dawn, but you're yeah. right, it wouldn't work with the new Horus. Yeah. Because I think it would be silly of them not to utilise the plastic demon sculpts for the, for the Primarchs. Yeah. Because they're all great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite frankly, though, the bike is the only thing that's not got a model at the moment, but got rules still. The what? The bike. The jet bike. The jet car. bike. Oh, okay. It's right. got rules in the new in the new book, but no, no still no models. Model. So it's the only Primarch-related thing that's not got rules. Yeah, and we but know it's it got, exists. Not got a model, sorry. Because the sculptor says it exists. So it's probably. I think that you're right. It, that doesn't feel like it's a Primarch, but model, but that would make. The I mean, most it would sense. be because, like, unless it's. I suppose it's a new. I mean, they did say that a lot of people said that the the model is that the current model splits at the waist. But yeah. So it would make sense of it. But then it means that like if you bought, you've got to buy then a second. Like if you've already bought the current card. I don't think it'll come that way. I think no, it's, it's, it's going to have to be a separate pose for it. It's splitting the waist is probably just how it was split. Um, but yeah. Yes. Winter, we have assault squads in plastic and a mystery army release. You see, looking at the previews of the Assault Squad in Plastic, I saw when obviously Mark 7 and um, sorry, Mark 6, they're okay. thing is though, the renders always look a bit... Yeah, but for me, I'm like, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. They've all got Zephon's jump pack. Hmm. For Which me, is... I still think Mark 4 Assault Marines with a single engine. Yes, they're the best. They're the best ones. The Mark 4? Yeah. yeah. Mark 2 is basically fucking Iron Man from the cave. See, it would be, it would be really, it would be a surprise, but it would also be really welcome if Assault Squad, when it's like, yeah, here's Assault Squad, it's like, here's Mark Six, here's Mark Four, at the same time. Because mm. if, they're, if they're doing the cab work, for uh, theorising that they are they are going to do Mark Three and Mark Four tactical updates, if they're doing the cab work for Mark Four, might as well do it for the Assault Squad as well. Mm. Army release, now this could be a couple of things. Sisters of Silence have a massive army list, but currently only have one plastic squad available to buy. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it might be that, although there is talk from the 40k side that the Sisters of Silence are going to get their own standalone codex and a bunch of models from 40k, so we could get those. Mechanicum, Dark Mechanicum? Dark Mechanicum is mentioned a lot in the Siege of Chthonia, like a lot. Um, it, is, it even has like its own call out and its own symbol now in the in the law. Or how about black shields? I would love it, but I don't think black shields are going to get. I think it'll be a PDF. Yeah, but the thing is, they say mystery army release. What what is the mystery army release? It might not be. It might not necessarily be models. It could be. But it's in the plastic releases. Uh, true, this is what true, makes true. me think it's going to be. Like for example, if they did do. Dark Mechanicum is a really 
it's an open goal for them to give us all the the chaos demon engines from the chaos line. Yeah. So just the the the, the what they call the forge fiends and the despoilers. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an open goal for them to also port over all the plastic and mech stuff. Yeah. For for both I dark. Still Mechanicum. can't believe they're not yeah. doing that. Still. But can't it's like here, here's that. the dark Mechanicum supplement. It has demon engines in it. Here's the Tagmata upgrade that gives you access to all of the plastic range from 40k. Yeah. By the way, you can have a dark Mechanicum Tagmata and use them both together. Mm. But then me as a Mechanicum player can pick up some Skatar plastic Skatari, build them and have a new. Uh, troop unit, yep. or I can grab some of the cata from you know the, ter- the the servitors on the big um, caterpillar tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And use those or the crab tanks. There's there's so much in the plastic line that would be, the, the, the be great. Flying, the flying doom. I don't like the flying. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking mm-hmm. wicked. It's weird. Wicked model. Well, then the thing is though. But then yeah, you're quite right saying about um, sisters of silence. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Obviously, I, you know. Or there's Imperial Army, it could be Imperial Army, but at the same time, isn't that just the Cadians? Yeah, maybe, but you might be going to yeah. I don't know. Well, they could just come out of nowhere and be like, here's something brand new. Here's something that's been mentioned a bunch of times in the lore that's never had an army before. Here you yeah, go. but then what would it be, though? An alien race? But that wouldn't make sense. No, I don't think it would be aliens. Yeah, because the thing is, though, if you think about... The only, the only way you'd be able to do it is it would have to be something to do with terror. I mean, it's got to be Imperial Army. What if it's Lost in the Damned and it's just all beast of course? If it's all beastmen, like Chaos Beastmen? Yeah. That would be sick, because yeah. then people could use that because in... You've got, because you've got... Can that. you make those out of militia at the moment? No, no, because you've got Galen yeah. Forge, you've got plastic beastmen. Yeah, you can. The, yeah, I don't know, I've not really looked at the militia rules. You, you've still got but, but the thing is, though, Lost in the Damned would then coincide with all the Chaos Cultists and the Militia yeah. and all that. Yeah. I still think Imperial Army because it's an easy way of porting over the, the new plastic range for Acadians. But the thing is though, it's basically got the same aesthetic. If it had said new army book or new army PDF, yeah, I could see them being like, yeah, here's Imperial Army, use the Acadians. Mm. Or here's... Um, but Mr. Army suggests a new model range. Yeah, like they're doing with the Demons of the Ruinstorm. Here's the Demons of the Ruinstorm PDF. We would really like you to use our range of demons, mm. but if you're not coming to our events, 3D print whatever you want. Mm. Same as the militia. Here's our militia list. We'd really like you to use our existing range. Most people are going to go on fucking cults and download what mm. files they want and do it that way anyway. Yeah, there's, a new, there's a new Kickstarter coming soon, which is done by Atlantic. Was it War Games Atlantic? And they're doing militia models, like oh. and they are fucking hot. I'll check those out. Really hot. I think, you, I think the Dark Mechanicum would be a nice mirror to what yeah. we've currently got, and opens up something different and new, some new characters, some new, like, HQ models. Like you say, you could slot in other stuff oh. quite easily so, still. So theoretically, it's got black robes. Theoretically, you've got Sisters. Sisters of Silence. Dark Mechanicum. Dark Mech. Imperial Army. Imperial Army, man, you've got... Um, and Lost in the Damned. They're, they're the armies that currently don't have a strong representation in the game that I, we know of would be relevant. I know I've Lost in the Damned, but you know it's going to be Sisters. Of, no, who knows? Yeah, Sis, like, like you say, Sister Silence, like you were saying earlier, Sister Silence have only got currently one, one model, yeah. one squad in yeah. the range. It yeah, depends. they've got an army list. It depends how much. Because what, what's con- what confused me since they did it was the Knights. Because you still have 
40k night boxes and heresy night boxes. Mm. So, is the reticence to give us the plastic mech because we have to buy 40k boxes? Maybe maybe that's why they're not. Maybe they're trying to update the boxes for them, like they did with the, the tactical marines. It just, it just. So it's got the heresy, like you say, that there's. They're basically selling the same kit, but just in a different wrapping. But why though? That's the, it's, it's always bad. confused me. I've got a feeling they... it's part of them trying to solidify the. What do they call like it? The, brand. the selling point of the brand for each game system. So when a kid goes into a shop. I want to buy one forty thousand. They can. Oh, I'm gonna do Mechanicum, Mechanicus. I buy the. I go to the forty k section and buy Mechanicus. But and then anyone who's playing Heresy walks and goes, "Well, I know I need to go to the Heresy section." Yeah, but you what know? you need to do is put both logos on. I, I, I we know that, but sometimes Games Workshop doesn't always think like that, does it? I, it just seems like such an open goal. Like yeah. if you, if you, even a PDF. If you gave me a PDF that updated the Tagmata so I could take the plastic ad mech. I would buy a shitload of it yeah. because the models are really, really nice. We've been saying this for ages. I mean, how many times does uh, Ollie kick off about yeah. the fact that uh, the Scatari aren't a thing? Even if they were like, right, the Scatari are the key infantry that you should have yeah. in a mechanical army. Even if they were like, right, here, here is the updated or the new list for Tagmata. It's completely separate. You can't take Automata with it. You can't take any of the Forge World stuff. It's purely what is in the, the 40k range. I'd still do it because the Skatari are really nice, the um, the Catfrons are nice, the so the, the the mounted the mounted Dusk Riders and stuff are really nice. It just seems like a really open goal for them to be like, let's double the amount of money that we're getting from the mech range. And the thing is that you can take them as allies to all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Which is also gonna be if this new army is sisters, if it is sisters of silence. And it is also available in 40k, like the rumours are stating. Which boxes does it come in? Are they, they're not going to box it in two separate sets of boxes because that's a, a product logistics nightmare. Mm. So they have to they have to dual brand the boxes, surely. I don't know. Winter, we're also getting new characters and upgrades. Don't know. Could be anything. That brings us into the spring. So this is spring 2024. Legion Command Squad and Plastic Melee Weapons, which leads me to think that the resin ones that we've got that are currently the dis air quotes despoiler ones are actually meant to be sergeant upgrade frames. Yeah. So the Legion Command Squad will be interesting to see, because it should be, theoretically, it'll be Mark VI. I could see it being Mark II. I could see that being where we get our mark to, right. because the command squad is always meant to be like the having your. They're either the oldest, most experienced marines, or the ones that get the best kit. Mm. So like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think, I'm gonna say it'll be mark six. It is more than likely to be mark six but, because but, of the. But I think it'll be a generic one where we can go across. Generification of the the game. Well, it, but it'll be a generic squad. It won't be like kind of sons of horse. It won't be necessarily fists. I think we'll I think we'll get what we've seen is like there'll be the banner will have both an imperial and a traitor version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they'll have more of the war gear options available to a command squad. I think it's interesting that they are doing a plastic command squad. Yeah, well if you think about what you can have in a command squad at the minute, so they'll have like Vulcan I mean, weapons and, and whatever. I mean, yeah, it, it banner lad. You get because the banner that leads it. So you, you, have, you, have, you have, it's a three-man squad. It is three, yeah. Three up to ten. 
No. So I think it'll be a five-man unit. Yeah, probably. Five-man box. And then again, resin characters and upgrades. Yeah, so that could be anything. The plastic is really, really exciting. The fact that we're getting a plastic Knight Lancer, the fact that we're getting a new Dreadnought, the new armor marks, the mystery release is what is exciting me the most. Because I just... It's an unknown. Yeah. It's well, got a mystery to it that we've not had for a it while. It gives me the same feeling where they're like, oh, we're going to announce another Black Book. We're going to announce Book 9. And it's like, oh, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's Crusade. It's the Thanos Crusade. Well, what's going to be in it? What, what is it? You know, that, it's that kind of excitement. Mm. That, that, uh... You see, for me, the whole of the roadmap, I look at the roadmap, it's like, okay, yeah, so we've done spring. Summer, not bothered. I'm interested in the great. I'm not bothered by the nights. That's all I want. No, I mean, it. not for me. But, but you know, autumn will be kind of like, that'll be the more autumn. That's when it gets a bit more excited. is when I'll be like a bit more, ooh, and then spring next year, I'm like, whatever. You know See, what my, my credit card will have recovered from the wedding by the autumn, just in time to get a pounding. You see, for the Dreadnought, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's all right, but then the fact is that because we're getting something... You know, every so often, it's a good sign. That, yeah. But you know, something's happening. We've got movement. Thing is, it's unlike the first roadmap, where it was like, you're going to get a book, some models, and like a PDF. Yeah. And then it, and then obviously, you know, production patterns change. Things have to be moved around. Yeah. Like this way. There's a four-month window to get it done in. I think the problem with the first roadmap is they were they were too specific as to each month you're going to yeah. get. Yeah. And the problem with wargamers is we see a thing, it's like right this month we're going to get three things and then we get two things, mm. and we feel cheated even though we never knew what the third thing was. Yeah. Um, like the militia, like it segues into the militia rules quite nicely. People for a long time, I think I was one of them, complained that we didn't have militia rules. And then I complained that it was a PDF because I originally ascribed to the idea that the PDFs weren't going to be as high a quality as the uh, the Libras. Yeah. I don't think that's the case now. Having read through the Militia PDF, it's really well written. It's, in my opinion, very well balanced internally to itself. Because in, for, in, in, in the first edition of Heresy, Militia, you could make into absolute powerhouses. You give them power armor, you give them fearless, you give them like you basically make them marines, but cheaper. Yeah. Um militia were fucking comedy gold in the first one. Yeah. The big takeaway from militia for me is the way the tanks work, because they all have a, a, a rule called third line. Which means any glancing hit automatically upgrades to a penetrating hit. Really? They're basically yeah. weaker but so like a rhino, you know you can take rhinos as an option. They gain that rule. Yeah. So in other words, they're like a weaker version than the Astartes version. I think which work. I think it's really clever. Yeah. The way the militia rules are presented aren't. So originally, when the militia rules were given to us in first edition, it was like, "Here's your Imperial Army template." That's not the militia. The militia rules are literally like your PDF regiments, your scratch companies that have been thrown together, your hordes of heretics. So like, the fact that they've got so you can only take one Lehman Russ per heavy support choice unless you take one of the special 
prov- uh, providences, mm. which the, is like the, the armies that like, would have been on the planets when they were going yeah. through the crusade, basically, or ga- they gathered up as part of it. There's even one of the providences which is like um, veterans of the Great Crusade. So it's like a whole bunch of dudes that have retired. They did their time in the in the Imperial Army. They liberated a world, and as a reward, they were given that award. Like because you see it in the the first three novels, mm. Horace conquers a world leaves an Imperial Army general there with his regiment, and then they fuck off. Except now, like, that Imperial Army regiment has had time to get old, put a bit of weight on, and then Horace has kicked off, and they're like, well, fuck it, lads, let's dust off the locks and let's let's go back to war. It's kind of like Dad's Army. Yeah. There's other ones like Ogryn. There's, like, an Ogryn one where you can take Ogryns as troops. There's Abhuman Helots, which is your, um, like... Cult mm. and stuff like that. There's uh, kinfolk, which is essentially squats. Mm. So there's, but the thing is as well now, there's so many different providences that you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Some of them don't work together. Some of them say that you can't take them in 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 tandem with each other. But there's also stuff like the Rough Riders. There's a providence where you can have a whole cavalry regiment, and they're all on, they're all mounted. Rough Riders. Yeah, they are cool. Um, I think those militia rules are really fun. I've seen a lot of people complain that they're not uh, like their militia armies aren't as good as they used to be, but I think that's the point. They're not meant to be the tip of the spear. No, they're not imperial. Army. They're not marines. They're, they're the there for flavour, in my opinion. Well, like, a lot of it, and for those people that want to create like interesting, yeah. unique models. It's the same. Armies it's the stuff. same people that complain about solar orcs not being as good as they used to be. And it's like, yeah, Karanite Ogrins shouldn't be able to roll Terminator squads. No. The same as, like, uh, generic Ogrins shouldn't be able to go toe-to-toe with Primarchs, which you had that kind of shenanigans going on yeah. in first edition. But then with the militia... Which you brought in line with the what fits. With, with the militia, I'm assuming you can take traitor and loyalist and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can. There are a couple of providences which are traitor-only, like tainted flesh um, and things like that. So you, but, but it sounds like you could, well, not... To kind of, like... Bolt onto my work there. Is, oh, for sure. And you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's really good. You, the, That's what I said to you. They'd be perfect allied yeah, slot yeah, in. Yeah. Like a thousand points of they, uh, miniature. They feel like damned. a perfect ally list as well because you have things like um, like the levy squads. So mm. the levy squads can be huge, but they're super cheap and essentially are just like throw away. There's a couple of things inside the militia as well, like if you break them in combat, just take the unit off, because yep. they're, they're done. If you break them from shooting, they can't regroup, so they're yeah, just, just going to yeah. run. Uh, but again, some of the providences make up for that. Some of them give you like, uh, gives your commander the ability to extend his leadership bubble to the whole army. Mm. There's a really interesting one called the Robber, I think it's Robber Prince or the Robber Baron, where whenever you sweep a enemy squad in combat, you get to roll it's either D six or D three victory points. But you don't move, but you get to roll that, and it just counts as them picking over the corpses and stealing shit. Um, obviously, there's like the grenadiers one, which makes everyone grenadiers, but it makes them ballistic skill four. Mm. I th- I like it. I'm definitely going to do something with militia at some point. I need to probably dive into them to kind of get some ideas. Yeah. I want to see if I can still create my old um, Knight Errant 
No. What Magdor's chosen? Maybe, but no, they won't be as good as they used to be. That was never the intention, but it was more. It, the issue I have more is how I can get them to work together. That was always the problem when, yeah. when the second edition came yeah, out. But if you're doing Nemesis Company, no, no. So you know, Knights Errant. No, no. I'm just saying. No, no. I'm just saying that if you're yeah. if you're also doing Nemesis Company, you could get some real. Funky yeah, the Kalf muster had a shitload of red yeah, yeah, they did, but then they set fire to the, the, the under, underground. There was a lot of regiments underground, but because of, only the Marines could survive above ground for any period of time, mm. the generally humans stayed underground. I really, really after want, they burnt the the world. Like I really, really want to build a couple of ZN tables that are just mining tunnels. You know what? Dead easy. That's what I was thinking yeah. of doing. I mean, they'd be really, really easy to I do. I might have to do it. I think that'd be really cool oh as well. Oh my god, sir. Yeah. yeah. I think that's I think that's everything we've got to chat about. Apart from the event. Oh yeah, shit, the event. I've that's well, twice I've forgotten about it. We, we, obviously we're not can't cover Dan because unfortunately he hasn't been able to join us. I do like I'm not gonna go into details because Dan is still at work unfortunately. Yeah. But um Spin during our conversation about uh, the roadmap sent Dan a message to ask, Is everything alright? We haven't heard from you in a while. And Dan has replied with, it's like knitting with milk. <laughs> just, he's having not a fun evening. He's, having, he's having a bad time, TM. Yeah. We yeah. Event. So, tell, so me, tell me about your event. So we, um, I originally signed up to the Scribes of War Defiance event, uh, which was back in, I forget now. This is the one I was going to come to. Yeah. And then had to do wedding stuff. Yeah, and then we had a couple of other guys sign up for it, and then we had a couple of people drop as well. And then at the last minute, I, I had the really, really wicked idea of convincing Anne to go, because it was a not a night the weekend. <laughs> and then after that, I think I, I felt bad, because that weekend did not go the way I think Anne was hoping it was going to go. I think I got, what, three days notice? Yeah, to bring together. Didn't Chris also bung you the ticket for free? Yeah. Yeah, but he, he basically had some spare tickets going, and because it... Make getting obviously a little more to have even numbers yeah. and stuff like that. It's so just before we go into it, this is Chris from Scribes of War. I think he's Chris the un, unbroken chain on yep. Instagram. He's a really sound guy, proper pillar of the community. Um, his models are great. As far as I know, he runs really good events. Uh, right. So okay, quick overview of the of the of the of the of the event narrative based uh, uh, event. I thought it was run really well. Venue was fantastic. You know what I really liked about it? Is you had a QR code on each fucking table. Yeah, really we, smart. We, we In fact, we, we were meant to be... We were going to talk about the pinching that idea, weren't we? We were going to speak so, about it. The terrain was really but, nice. Yeah, terrain was nice on every table. Um, loads of space, because their venue is really nice. We had a beer uh, trolley as well, man. Yeah, had someone going around doing like, lot of drinks and stuff like that. Uh, it was... Four games over the weekend, two on the Saturday, two on the Sunday, I think yeah. it was it, yeah. yeah. Um, Loyalist versus Traitors, fairly standard narrative. Uh, he did a video to get it kicked off at the start. I'll be honest with you, and I'm like this with a lot of narrative events, I'm not really, I don't, didn't really pay attention to the actual story. Mm. I just got into playing the games, but each of the games had um, like specifically, like, um, Unique scenarios made for it, from what I remember. Um, but yeah, I I personally enjoyed pretty much every game I played. Uh, I was up against. Uh, I've got. I wrote them all down. For me, for me, I think it was a, it was a good weekend. Um, the only disadvantage for 
disadvantage, but it was kind of like because it was short notice. It was for you. really short notice. It was three k. I wanted it to be paid. It was three thousand two hundred fifty. I mean, oh, that yeah, was, that's, that's what the killer was. And it's like I've not. I have. I had no. I had no army design to that points level. Or even really for second edition at that point. No. And the only thing I had, which I thought, oh, fuck, I'd have taken, was the word of world eaters. And it's like, well, now we're going to get him into combat. Oh. We'll do a drop point, spear point. And discovered really, really fast that spear point melee armies do not. Not in a drop pod. Mm -hmm. No, if not working. Bolt guns, step out with bolt guns, different kettle of fish. But it was, it was a fucking. That army got uh, pretty much highlighted the issues that you have currently with the reaction system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So I've, I found my list now. So. Yeah. Uh, my games, I play the uh, first game against um, Ollie, and he's got some amazing ultramarines. Uh, and he was using the the right of war, uh, and it was it was brutal. The issue I had with the the general with the not an issue I suppose, but three thousand two hundred fifty points are slogs of a game for me. Yeah, but that's because we're not experiencing playing the game so much as we used to be. Yeah. So it felt like a long game every game. Like that one was not even, I think we only played like three turns mm. before we ran out of time. And even then it was like, oh, guys, yeah, I mean, we, had, we, we were like told, oh, yeah, you got like 45 minutes left. And then there was no reminder to say that the game was finished, so we carried on playing into lunch, which resulted in us having a really short lunch break on the first day. But he's uh, Ollie Paint stuff on, on Instagram. Go and check out his army, it's really nice, and he's been doing some really new, nice stuff recently. Um, I lost that game, pretty much uh, 10, um, what are they called, suzerain with a Praetor, coming out of a, a Land Raider. Yeah, there's not much you can, I eventually took them all down, like after a lot of shooting, but that meant I was not doing the mission. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a nice guy though, so it was a good game. Um, and then second game was against a chap called Reese. Uh, he got an Imperial Fist Army, and he is Wheel Wheeler Osman. I'm not sure how you satisfy that on Instagram. Now this was probably one of my favourite games over the weekend. I rocked up, and he's got a Warhound Titan. Oh, I remember right? that one. And I'm sitting there going, Jesus, I've never played against a Lord of War before. My first one's going to be in an event like this, and I'm up against a Warhound Titan. What am I going to do here? Turns out, I found the one person in the game I think's got worse luck than I have. <laughs> I think in the first round of shooting, both two of his tactical squads broke and ran, uh, and one of those failed another two leadership tests in a row, uh, but never ran off the table because he got a big seller. In the end, he just had terrible dice luck. Like, just nothing was going right for him, and they ended up winning that game, mostly because I ignored the Warhound. Uh, it was... Brutal, but not scary. It wasn't just like auto-deleting stuff every left, right, and centre. But Reese was an absolute legend to play against. Really good fun. Um, then on the next day, I played. My first game was against Colin, using Alpha Legion. Uh, he's Al Amagon on uh, Instagram. Really nice army again. It was difficult. Uh, I made him his life a bit difficult because I was borrowing your. Um, your phalanx for that, using it in my Iron Warriors, <laughs> and he, um, obviously that, his infiltrate got hampered a little bit, but quite frankly, it went brutal. What was quite funny that one was, uh, later, towards the end of the game, he was tending a contempt towards me, mm. and, then, and then I realised, I went, 
You've used the Iron Warriors uh, Contemptor Dreadnought for that. He went, yeah, yeah, right, right then, I'm killing that. <laughs> Just went charging after it with the with, with my Siege Terminators to kill it. And then the last game was uh, against a chap called James uh, using Dark Angels. Uh, that was a tough game. Uh, he was using Dreadwing rules. Um, this is when I found out that apparently they can put a token on a table uh, on a piece of and the rule is on a piece of scenery on the table and that entire piece of scenery counts as difficult and dangerous terrain but the table we were on there was a huge like hill scenery in the middle of the board which effectively meant half my deployment zone was difficult and dangerous terrain so that made it a bit difficult uh, but it somehow managed to pull a, pull a it also had a knight as well Mm. Had a, I think it was a. Atrophos. No, it was the, another one. It was the one that's got the, um, the one that's got the power sword. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure what range. It's got the Falcon Megabolt thing yeah, and the power yeah, sword. Yeah. Castigator. Castigator. Um, a nice bit of kit that is. But uh, yeah, somehow I managed to pull a win on that one. So I got two wins over the weekend and two losses. Um, Generally, I had a good, good, good weekend. <laughs> but I'll let. And I mean, to be honest, some of the armies there were absolutely amazing. Um, Jack was there. Anvil, <coughs> Anvil's Conor. Jack with his Death Guard. How was it? Yeah, oh, it's so nice to see that army in person every time. He is not. Because I've never met him properly, and he's and Jack was not the man I expected him to be. No. Because he's a very well-spoken gentleman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's an absolute fucking salt lord on the internet. <laughs> the thing is, though, when we were having a bit of a chit chat with him during lunch. Um, on on the Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. And then he was swearing like a trooper and I was like, I fucking love this. Yeah, place. he's a really he sound guy. Really we ran into him and he came out he came to find us at Salute as well actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, Jack is a sound guy. He's yeah, also he wants to start doing like voiceover work, which oh, I think he'd be really yeah. good at. Yeah, he's definitely got he the voice. Does, um, he does a Patreon as well, don't he? He's he? got a silvery tongue, hasn't he? But anyway, do you want to regale us with your um, your weekend? Fucking hell. Okay then. Right, so game one was against, uh, I think it was Ellis. Yeah, it was Ellis, yeah, with his mechanical. mechanical. Oh, Ellis is another solid G. Yeah. Shit me, man. They're fucking hard. They, it, they're hard, but. Because I'd never played against them before, I was a bit like, so what does that do? What does this do? Yeah. So I was inquisitive. So in the end, I just went, oh, fuck it, let's go for it. And and the only reason I won is because as I lifted off, lifted up something, I discovered that I was still capturing an objective point. <laughs> it was as you were clearing up, wasn't it? And I was like, oh, fucking hell, I've got that one as well. And that was the only game I won all weekend. The rest were absolutely... It went a bit downhill after that, yeah, I was it? basically, you know, like... Um, What's the film? I can't remember what it is. American Psycho, when basically a curb stomps somebody. Um, American History X. Yeah, basically that was me all weekend getting Jesus. curb stomps. Yeah. Like, really fucking curb stomps. You, you, like, I can tell you were just getting down more and more well, down each time. It was, but, yeah. it was kind of like, in your head you have, right, okay, everyone jumps out of drop pods and it's like, surprise motherfuckers, and you go to town. But that's not how the game works. It just didn't work. And I can't work out whether it was the inexperience of second edition, the inexperience of drop pods, or the inexperience of not running a melee army. I think in your head, like you say, the, the, the concept of your army is hit the floor, jump out, kill everything. Mm. But what happens is you hit the floor, they intercept you, yeah. you lose some uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and this was it. So, so if I think from first to second, intercept, interceptor, and I was being intercepted multiple times in one turn on the initial drop. Then it was the you can't when I shoot. 
I thought you could only intercept once. No, 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 no. If you've got all your scanners, you can do it intercept, multiple times. You can, you can sense it. If you've got scanners, you can intercept up to three times in the drop phase. Augury scanners are bullshit. And then, but then the thing is, though, if I jumped out of the drop pod, if I shot you with my pistols, you can then return fire. Yeah, that's true. For which they've probably got a better weaponry to do uh, so. And then, if I then... Which you can't charge that turn. If I then survive, then I charge. I mean, you do it on Overwatch. It's just, it would yeah, but that, that was the worst thing for you, is that you got out, you shoot some stuff, they shoot you, you can't charge because you've got out of a drop pod that hasn't got assault, uh, so they get a turn of shooting you again, yeah. and then you do the whole process again of moving, shooting, then, and then, then, I, then I get fucking assaulted. Yeah. Did, the, did the death wind not pin things? Nope. They didn't? I, I, I don't I, think I, I ever pinned anything the entire I think, weekend. I think I, if I remember rightly, I think on game four I pinned a scout squad. Nice. And that was pretty my, my experience yeah. so far, I mean, I've not been leaning heavily into the pinning side of the game, but I rarely pin stuff. Rarely. The Deathwing, the Deathwing pods are okay. The the big motherfucker pods carrying 20 guys, they were okay. Oh, the Cryptus. Yeah, they were okay. But then the Dread, the dread Claw was not a non-assault vehicle. The Dread Claw not having assault is so it. weird. I think that's a mistake. But even, but even, but like I say, from my perspective, like, so game one was really good because it was like, you know, a nice chap, all that kind of stuff. Game two, can't remember the guy's name, played Smurfs, had five or six dreadnoughts, I think it was. Oh, right, yeah. And basically, it was. Awful, he, had, he had a load of us, Ultramarine Assault Marines, which were really good. Oh, Lucky Tari. And he had a load of dudes with Storm Shields, which were really good. Suzerain. And basically, just kind of like, just kicked me in the fucking spots. But. It sounds know. like he was really playing to the narrative with a shitload of dreadnoughts and power units, but yeah, when and his army wasn't fully painted. And that, oh, and what that, a cock! And that was you know, it's by the by. It's not um, fully painted. It's for closers, and like I think this happened. This happened at Brighton Heresy, where someone rocked uh, up well, and well, used unpainted. Fuck that shit. Well, he was. He even said, "I, I, I, um, I haven't got time. I'm not going to have time to paint stuff, but I want to use this stuff." Yeah, and they went, "Okay then." Nah, Chris should have said no. You mean so? At least that's no. what I've gathered. I don't know if that's what I should. So game two was a bit of a fucking a dick, a dick fucking. But then the thing with drop pot of soul is if at the beginning of you drop pot of soul, you roll a dice on a roll of the one. Your opponent places your pods. Yeah. And I rolled a one. Oof. And so my pods were fucking in the corner out of the yeah. way. So I was like, I've fucking lost this game straight away. Game three was against a Alpha Legion guy. And he was really sound, actually. Again, I've got an absolute fucking cane in. I've got a fucking right shoe in. Gal Vorbach were a bit fucking good. Oh, Gal Vorbach, Gal Vorbach. I was yeah. like, holy fuck. I had a 20 man. Was it 20 man? I think it was a 20 man despoiler squad. And I got fucking taken down in one round of combat. Yeah. And they just fucking vanished. I think I lost like 12, 15 guys or something like that. I lost a lot of mine. Oh, Gal Vorbach go hard. They were like, oh, even I was like there. Especially in the Alpha Legion army. Yeah. Un unbelievable. But again, it was one of those ones where I was doing, a re not reason, I was doing bits and bobs and this and that. Mm. But again, it was it was kind of like the, the, the I was trying to play to the mission, but oh, it just wasn't really going my way. And then the last one I played against Dark Angels and came across my first Super Heavy, which was a uh, tie, not a Typhon, um, the twin volcano-y cannon-y... Glaive. Glaive. No, uh, the Falchion. Falchion. Fucking 
Jesus. Just deleting you. Oh, right. I knew it was named up for a song. It was, it was, I was a bit like, that's a bit fucking good. Mm. So all I did was avoid it like the fucking plane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like, ran around it kind of thing. Um, and, but then that one was a weird one because it was, because the chap I was playing against was very insistent of trying to get his command squad up against my command squad to be thematic and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And by that point, I was like, I don't care, let's just fucking roll dice. And when I got into combat, even though it was a challenge on challenge, the wounds were being allocated to his dudes around him. It's a, if, it's a, if they've got Chosen Warrior, you can do. Because the, From a challenge? Yeah. I don't think you because, can. Because there's, there's a death wizard like and a Dark Angels command unit thing. Just their own rule. I think you can. Because I think the uh, Synovium, I think you can. Or the companions, you can assign yeah, the rules companions, to. Companions, that's it. So these it's the, to represent them taking think, them. I don't think you can do it in a challenge. I though. think you can because that's their own special rule that allows you to take their hit, like the fluff says. Yeah, but it avoids lookout sir and stuff like that. There isn't a lookout, sir. I'm thinking about Mark 1. So basically, so all the wounds I was... Hey, well, I didn't do a massive amount of wounds because my dice were fucking dog shit. But the wounds that I was causing, it was taking on his other dudes. But because each one's a command, each one's a character, so he was allocating them all around. It was spreading the love kind of thing. Yeah, it's one of the things I've heard about that people are doing now. And I was like... It's a massive dick move. Yeah, but then that's, that's, you know, that's how how it is, isn't it? and so yeah, and to be honest with you, so most of my weekend was basically just scooping up handfuls of models, and I was just like, yeah, I think melee heavy armies at the minute. So the point in where the drop pod is still down in the, I'm not, I need to take them out of the boxes. So here we go. This is the Death Swarm Companion Rule. Any unit includes at least one model with a special rule ignores the effects of Precision Strike X. Precision shot eggs and sniper special rules and casualties from shooting attacks and melee attacks are always allocated to a model of the controlling player's choice. Yeah, but I thought challenge superseded that. The, the way that is written would, doesn't matter. It's part of that combat, so the allocating wounds are down to That's him. dumb as fuck. That's, I imagine, how that got interpreted in that game. That's so dumb. But whether that's how that works is another matter. No. But, and this is it, so I was a bit kind of like... So the weekend it was it was all right, but it was fucking painful. Yeah, really fucking painful. I think the armies just suffer at the minute they do. Like, but then if I but then the thing is though for me it was like previously under my world eaters I would take say seventy percent casualties and I know that's going to happen yeah. and I will get into combat and I'll fucking beat you to a fucking pulp. Whereas See, now. Yeah. I you, can't see it working. If you ran that drop pod list into my mech list, I have one augury scanner and it's on my yeah. it's on my yeah. Magos. Because there's no augury scanners in the mech list. Well, other than the, characters. But then the thing I is just, I just uh, Augury scanners are far too powerful when a huge part of the game hinges on Deep Strike. It's not just that, it's it allows you to gain, give you an interceptor, but also allows you to uh, hamper infiltrators as well as part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, does it shut down something else like to do with the night fighting? No, I think that's cognizant. Yeah. No. Is it, is it really I'm not sure. I don't know, but anyway, the, it, for what a 10 point upgrade, it feels like it's. I don't know, I feel it's a bit much, but I know that's. 
because we're still probably I'm still thinking around the concept of Mark One mm -hmm. army building. Like Dan, he's obviously nailed it. He's putting he's putting all these upgrades in every one of his tactical squads. So he's just got all these rules all over the place. Because that's how you know, I think you're meant to be doing it. I think from a narrative perspective, if for example when we when we come to run battle line Thalassia events, I'd be tempted to put a limitation on the number of augury scanners you can take in an army. Mm. Because I don't want to completely remove the prospect of someone using drop pods because they don't want to get mass reacted on. Well, the best the best example is, right, because I had drop pods and then was another lad who had um, Emperor's Children Air Wing. Yeah. And uh, all the... All they the, had all Storm, Storm Eagles. Yeah, it was and, a cool army. And he, and basically, he lasted, I think, one game. The game that I played against, the second game I played against, he played the same guy turn game three I Fact. think it was um, and he, he basically um, he was done within 45 minutes yeah. because of a day, because of intercepts and all that stuff you know when we played the doubles at King Force yeah he was the Night Lord player in the last game yes yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, but, it, but the thing is though from my perspective yeah it was from a gaming perspective it was a fucking shit rough weekend and it really kind of it didn't knock the wind out of my sails but I was just like you know what I'm done with the World Eaters. Yeah, I know. I really, you, I really am. You came that. back from that event and you were just like, fuck the World Eaters, I've had enough. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Here we go. So, any models cannot be deployed using the infiltrate patrol within 18 inches of the model with the augury scanner. Unit that includes at least one model with the augury scanner ignores the 24 inch limit to the line of sight, makes shoot attacks during night fighting yeah, rules, and then the interceptor rule on top. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just. It feels like a lot of rules for what, one five thing. points, ten points, ten points. Rules. And every every fucking unit can take one. Whereas a cognitive signal, which gives you night fighting and plus one to blister skill, is a twenty point upgrade on a specific uh, elite choice yeah. upgrade or tetmarine. See one of the things feels more suitable if you know what I mean. Yeah. As one of the things to, with the inducti that I thought was really interesting is they're not allowed to take artifice or armor. Makes sense. So like, maybe as the game moves, we're going to get more unit options which limit. The type of war gear you can take. Like for me, an augury scanner should be something that is in it uh, to replace a piece of equipment that you would normally take. Like why does a tactical sergeant get one? What the augury well, scanner? If anything, it should be if he's going to have a augury scanner, he's not taking a, co a combat weapon. Yeah, but why does he, why does he need one? Hello. But in my mind, augury scanners. Yeah, all right. You've got a fucking last cannon team. Give them give them an augury scanner because they're going to be stationary most of the time. They're going to need to know if the if someone's hot dropping on them. Tactical fucking squad should be more concerned about getting to the objective and holding it than they should be unloading fucking Fury of the Legion into some flyers overhead. It just... It's too prevalent. Yeah, I mean, the moment I read how Interceptor worked, and you know how much I loved my Warmonger in mm -hmm. first edition, mm -hmm. it died. I've never taken it. I've, I've never even thought about using it, because I don't much fancy... My fucking five hundred point unit at this point with the uh, warmonger getting shot off the board, getting deleted alive. the moment I put them down. Well, funnily enough, I deep struck. I was using uh, the Ashen Circle um, a couple of months ago against Dave, and I deep struck my Ashen Circle, and they got fucking blatted the yeah. fuck yeah. out. Because why wouldn't you? It would have been easier for me to deploy on the table and just jump there, and just yeah. jump that way across. But it amazes me because. Anvil's Jack uses two. Yeah. And it's like, 
Why? It's just, in my mind, I would... I mean, I would a lot of people would argue saying that um, you know, oh, the part of it is to try and make sure you get you pin those units beforehand. You can't guarantee pinning them unless, unless, unless you're you taking are, librarians. Well, no, unless, unless, unless the rest of your army is nemesis recon units mm. and librarians with telepathy, which makes you that guy, no shot. And it's like it's just inviting bad game experience because I don't want to put down my five, four five hundred point Terminator unit, put them down on the table, and then, and then take them straight back off again. Mm. And at woe betide its fire drakes, which is what I used to use my warmonger with. And it, it, it's just such a big part of the game, such a big part of like the lore as well, like Terminators deep striking in or Blood Angels jumping out of fucking. Stormbirds that are flying overhead. Because I've seen it happen at club. Nick puts his assault squads down from Dead Revelation and then takes half of them off again. In his turn. Mm. And I know I've griped about reactions before. Reactions are a thing, or I, I've come to terms with how Overwatch and Return Fire and shit works, but I still think Mass Interceptor is egregious. As, as I've said in the, my experience of the game, we're getting more games in recently as part of because oh, we've been doing um, slow grow, slow grow, but um, you know a couple of guys have been doing some cool like um, I've written their own like missions and stuff like that. I'm starting to come around the way of thinking that as I know the reactions is part of the game. It is what it is. I think as they are now, they feel like more's happening during your turn with your opponent in your own actual turn. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Like it feels like they've got more I mean the whole, I know the whole point is to make sure that people got involvement in each every turn. But it feels like they're doing more during your turn than you are doing but I your think, turn. I think we've discussed this before when we've talked about how but I think it's a perception thing for how me. war kai reactions work. So like a, yeah, it's a skirmish game, it's a smaller amount of models, but the the game design would work in 30k. My unit has two activations. If it wants to react, it has to either give up moving or give up shooting. Yeah. And then it becomes an actual tactical choice, not, oh, my tactical squad is going to rip rapid fire into you. Think back to Epic, or maybe even second edition, 40k. If you put something onto Overwatch, that was what you, you you wouldn't work. You didn't do anything. Yeah, until you yeah. treat got triggered. Yeah, so you, you, you can move. So Epic, you put a unit onto Overwatch, they do nothing. But during your opponent's turn, they can trigger it. Yeah. But they've not then got doubled up. They're not gone. I'm gonna move here, shoot all that shit, and then go onto Overwatch. So you're getting it fucked in your turn. That's that would feel like a better way of doing things. It's it's squads firing three times in a turn that fucks me off. Mm. It's like. In, in what world is that good game design? I think we've talked about this until we blew, until we, until but, we die, but you know the fact that you could, I think limiting it, like you know each unit can only react once per round, yeah. as opposed to each part of the turn. You mentioned Epic. Oh yes. They mentioned Epic. Well, we don't well, know if they mentioned Epic, we think they did. They put a image that said, uh, well I can't remember what it actually said on the image, but Essentially, oh, command legions. Yeah. Command legions with um, square boxes of what looked like a tactical map. 
Now, quite frankly, that could be a computer game. Mate, I, I will piss my sides laughing if it's a fucking mobile game. If everyone gets fucking rock hard for it being epic. And it's a game. Like fucking Alan. Alan was like, oh, if they announce epic or they spoiler epic today, I will eat an epic box. I hope it is, because I want to see him eat it. You won't. I don't know. He's, he's, cardboard he's a good old fuck. He's well into his gambling. That's true, yeah. He's always so, got a bet going on, hasn't he? But no, I mean, it was a little tiny, like, 20 second teaser video. Could be anything. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting. Everyone thinks it's epic. I would really hope it is. It might explain, like, what's happening with AI and. AT. And AT. It might be holding off because they've got epic coming. I think it is. It, I would love it to be, but I, there is a small part of it that's like. Some of the rumours I've been seeing about what's going to be in the box. There's a lot of stuff. There's an awful lot of stuff. And I think it's going to be dropping in the next two months. Right. Hopefully, it's not going to be another two months before we do an episode. However, I am getting married soon. So So it's going to be two months before we do it. You know what we could do? We could always do an ad hoc Phosphex party at the wedding. Drunk. No, we're going to be hammered. It's going to be great. If I said to Lil, I'll be back in half an hour, we're going to go and do a podcast. Stag, although, oh. that means he's going to bring his equipment on, yeah. Yeah, on the flight, on the I plane. There is no plane. I do not have a passport. That's a lie. You go to Ireland. You don't need a passport. Yeah. I mean, you can renew passports. I haven't got a current passport. No, no, no. It depends how you fly. Plus, you can fly to Ireland on your driving licence. But I'm not getting on a plane. I've already told Steph. <laughs> I also don't know anything about it. Like, I need to message Steph and like, what you do don't. I need to pack? Pants. I mean, yeah, obviously pants. That's it. Pants, socks, hoodie, done. No. And trousers. Bring your poncho. Poncho in your pants, he's fine. I'm on the fence, boys. I might have to pull it off. <laughs> you know what? It's going to be glorious. Oh, I'm scared because you said, right, I'm signing off. <laughs> right. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>